This show may contain naughty language and explicit content. You have been warned. Welcome to Facehammer, an Age of Sigmar podcast. Bringing you product reviews, news from the UK tournament scene, as well as some pro hobby tips. So stay tuned and get ready for some hammer to your face. Welcome to Facehammer episode 37. It's me, Russ the Faceville, and I am joined by Les Cheats at Painting Martin and <laughs> Terry Blue Lagoon Pike. How's it going, I still, boys? I still prefer yeah, yeah. You, you prefer what? Mana potion. Mana potion, yeah. yeah. I think it, was again, it just looked like a mana potion. It's a bit of an oblique reference, isn't it? I'm sure that the nerds that listen to this fucking show know what mana potion is. Mate, don't don't diss our peoples. <laughs> <laughs> we mean nerd in a uh, in, <laughs> in a what's the word? No, you're all cunts. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we mean nerd as an term of endearment, obviously, as we're all. Massive nerds, which is awesome. That's why we do this. So it's a very PC answer, Russ. I'd like that. <laughs> yeah, you didn't hear the one I edited out. <laughs> <laughs> the Just beauty of it. editing, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you get the filtered version, which is if uh, you did just hear something horrific, Russ forgot to edit it out. <laughs> I that would yeah. never happen. If you yeah, if you hear something horrific, message Terry and Terry will fucking check, take it straight down. I'm sure. I'm sure that Dave Fraser will be the first one to tell me that I got it wrong, or yeah. that other dude. What's his name? Don't matter what his name is. Right. Okay. This show <laughs> is about tomorrow burns. Tommy B. Uh, Tommy, Tommy B. Tommy B. Which is uh, the event run by Chris Tomlin of the Black Sun, with obviously various helpers like the boss and other people that we will forget to mention. So don't take it too personally. Um, this girlfriend doesn't listen to the show or fiance, so it's finally she made the curry sauce this she time. She got up and made curry sauce this time, though. Not, so not, she's not a that winner. I actually eat it, but uh, it's amazing. Yeah, the, the, like the, the food's bit. amazing. But we'll, we're going to talk about like the event as an event afterwards. I think because yeah. I think the first thing we're going to do is go into the gaming side. So this was a five-game general's handbook, two thousand points. We're not bored of it yet. Uh, um, and we're not, which is great. No, right? well, yeah, it's amazing. And, and I think that that's a really good endorsement for the the actual the general's handbook as a thing that it has. A, it's not feeling stale. No, not at all. Which is awesome. Um, so yeah, it was. It wasn't South Coast, despite what people might have thought it might be, and I'm quite glad for that. Um, so we took armies, didn't we? So before we go through each person. So if you're listening to this and you want to know what you're going to get out of this show, so we're going to talk about our lists and sort of talk about overview of how we got on and what armies we struggled against and things like that. Then we are going to talk about corn. Now, when I say corn, I mean we're going to talk about the broken stuff you can do with it, which is what you guys care about, I imagine. So there's been some leaks this week, books out on the weekend, probably maybe after the show's out, who knows. But um, you've seen some of it, haven't you, Terry? I've seen a few cheeky little leaks knocking cheeky around. Bits. Well, I've got the book next to me, so we'll do. I will read stuff out, and you guys can 
we can filth it up. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be a froth fest. That's going to be part two. So that's after we talk about our list. And this is going to primarily cover the following. So it's going to be Sylvaneth from Les, e. Stormcast Eternals from me, e. and Terry is going to talk about Iron. No, he's not. He's going to talk about Chaos because it's all he plays. <laughs> this is a, a this is an event where Terry took your army and I had two of my armies in attendance. No, it's not. Well, yeah, spoilers. I've not been. It's not not the first time I've been beaten by my army. Oh, what? <laughs> right. Okay. I'm not going to get some fucking stick for that now. Um. So I'm waiting for it. Yeah, I know. I know. So we're going to go through our list, why we took it, um, and that kind of stuff. So we're not going to go through game by game or blow by blow. At the end, we'll talk about the event as the event because it's it's worth talking about it as an experience as a player if you you want to go to an event it, it's a really good one to go to so who wants to talk i mean, best we probably start with with you les are you okay to start yeah of course not yeah no problem no. Um, um so if you just want to talk about the what you took and why uh, yeah and we'll go from there cool so um as i'm taking sylvaneth and the internet will no doubt know you take a null root list if you take sylvaneth right because it's the only thing in the book that's good you mean the the Les Martin TM? No, no, I t- yeah, the new Les Martin TM. Yeah. Les Martin TM point one or point two version one point one. Yeah, the Chris Tomlin build we call it because he wanted to do it, but I've done it first, just mine. Just yeah, so it's your build then. Yeah, exactly. But no, we will call it the Chris Tomlin. The build. We'll call no, it don't the... call it. Don't give him credit for something he hadn't done. No, because he likes it, doesn't he? You know, well, it's just too nice. I am. I'm loving got... it. Yeah, yeah, I suppose he has it. got his soapbox to talk about it, so we can't. We got to be a bit careful. <laughs> if you didn't have a podcast, we would just own that, right? Yeah, well, I mean, it, technically, it, it's my list, but there we go. Editing is going to make that beautiful. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, is it who writes lists these days? You know, everyone. Uh, someone put someone online. You know, I, I've got credit for the the dirty build, haven't I? But it's like I'm pretty sure that anyone else can write that online, right? Well, it's I like the formation, the you right? calling Durfu Big D stuck. That yeah, good. and now everyone calls him Big D and the Les Martin and cluster. Yeah, like the LMC. Thanks, Nico. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. It turns out that just reading the rules works um, <laughs> for some people. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I'm hoping that Lady D sticks with um, oh. with with Dreicher, you and, know, de- and hopefully those two never meet on the D, table. But she's also got a D, even though she's a lady. So you don't really want. Uh, no, she's did you just, like a, did you just basically like say Dreitra is a tranny? She's, like, she's a lady with a D. <sighs> so, <laughs> so Terry, why aren't you playing Sylvan? <laughs> <laughs> True story, ask him at event one time. We're not going to go into it on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, no, we're we're going to move across. Yeah, move, move, yeah. move along, move along. Move along, move on. D-man. Anyway, so that's yeah, his name, Terry the D-Man Pike. Which has the same stuff that you'd expect. So Tree Lord Ancient, Branch Witch... Tree Revenants, um, and then I just filled out the rest with another unit of Tree Revenants, uh, a unit of Dryads from a battle line. Um, I took six Colonel of Hunters of size, which is my crutch. Um, I then took three units of Bow Hunters, and I took Dreitcher, which if you listen to the show that we recorded before this one, it's exactly the same list. Um, but did you have painted models? I did have painted models. My models were completely painted and 100% legal. Cool. cool. 100% legal. They had paint in all the appropriate places. They were brown. They were like dry brushed and washed and 
Marvel some would Pilot. some would say to an award-winning standard, wouldn't they? Les? Some would say to an yeah. award-winning standard. Yeah. <laughs> Others <laughs> might not, but they didn't notice. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, we're just too hard on ourselves we're too hard sure. on ourselves so so how did you hide these models in amongst your army no, whoa, whoa, whoa. let's not whoa, get whoa, into the painting now it's just r- jumping right to the best bit yeah Terry fuck's sake man it's like foreplay first yeah, yeah. seriously <laughs> just go straight um, in there bam, bam. right <laughs> pow um, the, uh, so yeah I took um, I took the standard sort of list I've been taking uh, dry chair and the three units of bow hunters the, the main reason being is that I'm a little bit tired of Durthu um, and I wanted to do something a bit different. Um, I, I find that Dreitcher gives you a different counter in certain matchups. So in Hamburg, you need a lot of models, obviously, around objectives in, like, you know, most of the objectives. Um, single wound models, Dreitcher loves them because with her shooting, I take Squirmlings on her, not Flit Furious, by the way. I don't know why you take Flit Furious. Um, Squirmlings basically just, you know, destroy single wound models in like mass so like night goblins which takes them off um it so gives it only me some... affects one unit doesn't it it only affects one unit yeah you pick every unit... model within 10 is it ten, yeah within 10 inches take a mortal wound on a three up um if she's sad um if she's emo droiture then you re-roll ones so three up re-rolling ones um again single model i mean even like models with uh, multiple wounds you can really get some damage through um and force like battle shocks and stuff um her spell um is just rubbish but what i've took to doing now is taking the um i can't remember the name of it so there's the, like the number six spell from the sylvan f law which allows you to um move the wood and activate raised by rough which is right. the you know essentially the d3 mortal wounds um to everything within a range of the sylvan f wildwood um it's got a pretty short range but she's moved 10 so you have to sort of think a turn ahead and then get her in a position where she's you know casting that spell so essentially if you are lucky which i did against pano um she can blow up the wood and it does d3 mortal wounds if she's in six inches of the wood on a five up it does it again and then the tree lord ancient can do the same thing and blow the wood up again so essentially you can have 3d3 more wounds if you get lucky well, it's like on heraldors I know, right? Um, except for the the train's massive, but then even the harbour would make a bit the same. Um, but yeah, I just found it really, really good. Um, I like the flexibility of it, and the I think the the bow hunters um, with three units of them, you sort of like remove some of the sort of like they can whiff, can't they? Like bow hunters, when you're having two of them, you, chances are your one unit will get one wound through, um, and you roll a one for the damage, and then the second unit will, you know maybe hit with three and then your your opponent will save two and then you'll probably only put three damage through again, which just isn't enough. I think when you've got three units of them, you, you can really sort of punish stuff a little bit more, even for like units, um, you know, in in one of my games, you know, I put, I got down terrain on all three and shot, you know, a unit of six bow hunters down to two models. So it was not that it mattered because <laughs> you got the double turn. But um, yeah, it, it just, I think they're, they're just really good. And six sides are really good at fighting. It's standard loadout on the Tree Lord Ancient as well. So Nod, Nod Warrior, Nod, <coughs> you know, um, Regrowth. Um, so Branch, if you haven't got it by now, the Hunters are really good? Yeah, Hunters are really good. Yeah, really, um, really. Take as many Hunters as you can. <laughs> take as many. If, I, if I could be bothered to paint them, I'd do 18 for a South Coast. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> I can't be bothered. Um, I just look at it and I go, meh, no, I can't bother. I can't even bother to paint six models for Storm, the Stormcast army, so I'm definitely not painting any more handles. Awesome. It'd be 12 yeah. models, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Because yeah, oh. you need to paint the little birdies. So, I know, I birds, yeah. Um, okay, then. So, essentially, you took Naru, you yeah. 
downsized. Obviously, the last time you took this, it was just to a free game event. Yeah, the free game. South Coast. Yeah, South Coast Park. So, how did you find the army under General's Handbook? And did you find three places of power harder or easier with Dreitcher? I'm trying to think. Uh, three places of power, I, I found, I, I think, would have been okay. The problem I had is I played a Zinch army with the Change Host, and by the end of turn two, I had pretty much nothing left in my army. Right, um, okay. Because it was just the mortal wound output. I think so it wouldn't uh, matter if you had Dreitcher or Durfu. Yeah, it would have been. You know, it would have, wouldn't have made a blind bit of difference. Um, so I, I don't know. I think it's, she's very fast. So I think the only problem with Dreitcher is that she needs that. Um, she needs to be babysit by sort of like unit you know, hunters so that she gets the the reroll ones um, and also which Dorothy needs as well. But she she also needs uh, Mystic Shield on her to give her a two up save. Um, you know, because the, the three up, all you need to do is put some rend into her, like, you know, adjudicators, and, you know, should they take her off, probably, because... You, you can't know. give her the ignore rend, can you, because yeah. she's named... Yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think it, she was fine in... I think it would it wouldn't didn't matter in three places because of the, the matchup, um, but I think it, it would have been okay in, sort of, like, majority of other matchups, depending on what the, the mortal wound output was. Um, but overall, I think the list played really well. Again, I, I think that I lost, other than the game with the Zinch Army, I lost the games that I lost because of me making mistakes, as opposed right. to the, the list not being up to the par. Um, but yeah, I think I, you know, I, spoiler, I lost to Zinch Army, I lost to John Warmerton on the last game. But um, but yeah, that was down to, I think, making some mistakes um, on my part. Uh, other than being blasted off by mortal wounds, yeah, I mean, I think it's a weakness with Silverneff is mortal wound output. It's not a lot you can do about it. There isn't really anything in the army you can put in to mitigate it. No, I um, think, and I think can... as well, the army's just not got. There isn't any. It's not like you can go. Well, I won't take the big things. I'll take more basic troops because they're just not that good. No, I think, like you said, the, the, the mortal wounds kill them. But I think the, the only way to mitigate the mortal wound spam is to take a Lariel and a Tree Lord Ancient, because then you're healing. The, the healing sort of like counters the mortal wounds. But mm. if you get double turns, then you, you, you basically just game over. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's providing you're going to survive whatever mortal wound output or you don't, so you don't get double turned um, to allow you to heal. Um, yeah, but it's not that reliable, is it? Because you can still fail to, yeah, cast a spell or you know, it, you, it's, it's amazing how you feel up against it as a Sylvaneth player when you don't cast spells. Really feel up against it um, if you can't get off sort of like the, the heal when you need it, or um, you know you're expecting the the wood to blow up, or not even get a Mystic Shield at the right time. You all of these things need to work. Um, you know, for a lot of change, unbinding you from twenty-seven inches away is probably probably quite hard. Oh, right? it's wonderful! I really, <laughs> I'm buying a zinch army. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. So, yeah, do you do you think now with the meta, and obviously we've talked about um, people's armies changing and taking a little bit of time to kind of get onto the scene? Because obviously, zinch come out in January. Yeah, and we haven't really seen much of them, but we've seen them around, and we've seen some. And Jim Bob won't mind me saying it. Mediocre players doing quite well with it. <laughs> so, um, I love that. I think, yeah, um, I love you, Jim Bob. Though, um, I think that the Zinch is maybe a very good counter to Sylvaneth. Yeah. 
and the fact that Sylvaneth are very popular means that the Zinch army might appear stronger than it is. I yeah, I think the Zinch army is like you said a strong character for Sylvaneth, um, but it is. Like, you know, for instance, I played Matt Clark in the first round. I'm, I assume we're not going to do blow-by-blow blow on this. No, 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 no. We're just going to just talk about yeah. it. So, like, I, I played Matt Clark in the first round as a grudge, um, you know, Black Sun, Face Hammer, off, And he had, like, an Aether Strike army um, with the Prime. And I tabled him, and he got zero VPs out of me. Wow. Uh, Should have been a Star Trek. Yeah. Um, but then, on in the last game... Matt played the guy, Mark Wilson, who tabled me in two turns with his Zinch army, and Matt smashed him. Because yeah, I will. think that the shooting beats the Zinch army's range. So I think it, you get into the point again, almost like we did in 8th, where there was like a couple of rock, paper, scissor builds that are out there. So um, like, I think if you go to any extreme, then that's the case. So like Aether Strike is quite an extreme shooting army. Yeah. And to be honest, I don't even think Aether Strike's unbeatable with Zinch. You've just got to play a clever game. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot. I think there's a lot of variation in the Zinch book. So I think it's flexible enough to basically yeah, be able that's... to deal with all comers. But if you take a really extreme one-way army, then you will get a counter, you know? Yeah, no, exactly. And it, it just... Yeah, I, like you said, I think that you're seeing a little bit more out there with, with Zinch armies, but... They're, they're slowly. I think South Coast to be. The, I've not the, seen Skyfires as much as I thought. No, I I've think... not seen them up in the armies doing on the top tables, like like really doing really well. I mean, I've seen no. people taking a unit, but I've not seen like someone go. I've got um like 50, three yeah. units of nine or something stupid, or like five units of three or whatever. I mean, Jimbo because Jimbo six one unit yeah. six. I think. Yeah, six, yeah. Isn't Joe taking twenty seven to South Coast or something? Probably. That's fine because it's a multiple of nine. Yeah, he's a fluff gamer. Definitely. Yeah. To be uh, fair, no. I'd rather play that than his giant rat idea. Yeah, uh, Joe, I mean, can you just take a normal army, please? You're good. You're a good enough player. To he's take not. You don't need to take. He's not a good player. <laughs> don't give him credit. Like, he's not good. He he, <laughs> he takes these armies and he doesn't even do that well with them. I mean, what's going to happen when he takes a balanced army? He'll just be round the bottom fighting with Jim Bob. Oh, no, I know Jim Bob's to... good now, right? Jim Bob's a top top row player. He's now. podium, mate. He's got a trophy. What is the world? He was hot on my heels. Hot on my heels for that, that first place. Yeah. But... <laughs> he didn't lose a game. He was on a winning streak until Tom Morrow burns where he crashed and burned. Where did yeah. he finish? Fourth. Oh, man, he finished higher than me. <laughs> Does that mean now you have to quit Warner, Russ? No, because he hasn't beaten no. me, which is a different thing. he finished thing. higher than you, didn't he? doesn't matter. Every dog has his day. Don't they, Terry? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's just, in terms of your list then, um, yeah. you mentioned Flitter Furies, and you said why would you ever take Flitter Furies. Yeah. Do you think Flitter Furies are a good answer to armies like Bloodbound and... Um, maybe Savage Orcs and um, I just maybe Stormcast that rely on lots of mini heroes in a way. I don't know. I, I think it could be. Uh, it just depends how good you are rolling sixes, all right? Yeah, but I mean, if you chip away, chip away. I mean, I I I think if you're playing an army that's got MSU style, lots of units. Yeah, I think they're pretty good, right? 
Uh, I think it could be. It depends, again, what you're playing against. I think with Stormcast, they've got a lot of sort of like two wing models and stuff. I think that would be quite good. But again, it's just, I think I'd still rather take Squirmans because if you've got a big unit of 10 Liberators, you know, you'll probably, if you play it well, you Who can get... Who takes 10 Liberators in one unit? You, don't you? I had 15. Okay. <laughs> no, but uh, that that was, yeah. It's been... That was fluff, wasn't it? Yeah. But it, you know what I'm saying? Didn't I? I think Flit of Furious do have, there is a, a use for them. But I, I just feel that squirmlings are a little bit better for me. I think, like you said, if you've got lots of little single wound here, you know, yeah. lots of heroes that like, you know, the buffing heroes, then yeah, that it is a really good opportunity to, you know, chip a couple of wounds off. But I feel that in that situation, you're kind of sticking Reuter in the middle of their army and going like, blow up Reuter, try not to kill yourself. Oh, and now you're going to get charged and you're dead. Um, whereas with squirmlings, it's more focused. You sort of like you have to, you know, most people sort of like you know bubble wrap their armies with you know chaff like uh you know brimstone horrors whereas Dreitcher will you know take a unit of brimstone horrors off if you play it well and you get her in the right position um and then that that or like you know night goblins bone wrap, uh, bubble wrap in like the stone horn you know or in sort of like skaven builds uh storm vermin you know single wing mm. threats or you know uh, i mean yeah it will be it'd be hard to do against plague bearers because they have got that, you know, too horrible to die save or whatever it is. But even then, you know, if you've got plague bearers that are bubble wrap and stuff, you can put that mortal wound on. Good against bloodletter horde, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. in those situations, I feel that it's just more usable for me. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there is use of, you know, use for the flip choice. And I mean, I, I talked to Aaron Bailey quite a bit from uh, the Black Sun about it and stuff. And, he he takes flare furies and he he uses them, but kind of wishes that he had squirmings. I think a little bit. I think when I played him back at New Dawn, maybe I think it was, yeah. um, and he he had the um, flare furies against my bloodbound. It was yeah. actually horrible because I've got so many five wound buff heroes that yeah. actually it's a big deal that he's rolling those dice on each hero in one turn, and it's yeah. quite a big bubble. So you can't really avoid it. Eighteen minutes. You yeah, so it's quite hard to, um, and it's quite hard to actually. He was using Durfu with Dreitcher, so he was able to bounce wounds off of her to keep her alive enough to heal her. So, yeah. um, yeah, interesting. But okay, so in terms of just quickly wrapping up games, then really, yep. um, so you you lost against Inch and you lost against John Warmington. Yeah, I did the mirror match and uh, John beat me on there. Um, come down to the scenario, or do you think it was a list problem or? I think in the mirror match, John had a very different, well, not a very different list. He took a Nauru with two Tree Lords and um, he took a Star Seer. And I think the Star Seer in the mirror match is really, really good um, just because of the, because you can obviously take an Order Wizard, for those that don't know, you can take an Order Wizard and put it in your Nauru formation. Um, the Star Seer is um, a really good model from the Seraphon list. Um, he basically allows you to get rerolls. Um, uh, Tomorrow Burns Chris ruled it that you couldn't make your opponent re-roll their priority dice as well, which is quite good because um, that's like you know quite a nasty tactic, Rupert, really. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I just think it's really good. His spell was really good, allowing you to adjust stuff up by one, so it allowed um, you know John to just make spells or allow him to with his re-rolls because obviously you both pick a number. And then you reveal the dice, and if I guess the number, the, the number that he's got, I get the rerolls. But if he beats me, he gets the rerolls, um, which is you know again. Any? No, I got one when I didn't matter. I got like yeah. four. 
I think, but it didn't matter at that point. Yeah, I managed to blag five off of him on one turn when I played him. Yeah, it's. I think if you get it early, it's massive. If you don't get it early, then um, then it, it kind of. But when I got them, it didn't really factor into the game, to be honest. Yeah, um, mine did nothing. I used five to re-roll armor saves, and I failed all the re-rolls. Yeah, it just it, it can be massive, but it can also yeah. not matter. Um, but yeah, like, I think the the game was quite sort of like it was quite evenly matched. I think John played a really really tight game actually when I played him. Um, there was a couple of things that I, I felt that sort of like went against me during the game so we drew on we were playing um is it blood and glory or is it border war, border war. Blood, was it the last game or the last one yeah. yeah border war Gold patrol yeah so um we 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 drew on points we both had 14 um and he won on vps um essentially um and yeah there was a couple of things like first turn i, I got the side with the damn terrain um i shot Shot nine side hunters into his six side hunters. Um, my hunters popped a six coming out of the wood, and I needed to make a six on a charge with six hunters going into two. I think it was. Um, and if they'd have gone in, then he wouldn't have been able to regrow those um, the, the side hunters. Even though I had no threat, um, create them, you know, because essentially then he's got two units of bow hunters and two tree lord agents, and I should just take him off. Yeah. Uh, um, failed the charge. Um, and then John got the double turn, so he healed in his turn. Used the star seed reroll, made put a, a, a hunter back in. Got the turn again, put another hunter back in. Shot my hunters, and then like obviously fought the side hunters against side hunters and ground my side hunters out over a couple of turns. Um, I also on that turn that my six hunters had gone in, if they'd made the charge, I would have scored on his objective because he would have had nothing there in his deployment. Right, I see. Yeah, so. Yeah, I didn't get that. Um, and then there was another instance where um, two, or like the left, to score the two points, um, I needed to make a three-inch charge with three bow hunters um, to go in. Um, and then I would have outnumbered him and scored again, um, which would have tipped me in favour on the objective. I know you, like, you can take... You should have take, had some rerolls, shouldn't you? Yeah, should have had some rerolls. So basically it came down to a few small margins, and but but it went his way. Um yeah. I mean, that that was the two things that I thought, and I also think... I, Do you I find pro- the Starseer made that difference? Yeah, massive. Him? Yeah, okay. It Do you was, think it it's was, one of those things that when you're being used against you, you, you think of it's better than it actually is, and then when you I, get the rerolls, they don't seem to do as much as you think they would? I think it just tipped it in his favour a little bit. I felt like the first... I mean, the first couple of turns, I felt like I was all over him, and then just with the consistency of like me failing a couple of spells and then John getting a few through and then John basically started playing smart and shot off my battle line so that I couldn't outnumber whereas I felt like I had the ability to shoot out his battle line really early on but I didn't because I was concentrating on trying to kill his his hunters because you know um so that was like the mistakes that I made in the game that John sort of capitalized on he was like right I'll kill your drives I'll kill your um your your revs and then you can't outnumber me on the objectives um but yeah, no, it was, it was really, it was really tight, and it was a good game. And I just think that the Starcy had sort of like in the mirror match helped him just by making sure that he can get those odd spells through when he really needs them. Mm. And you, so. did you find Dreitch not very useful against Sylvaneth in the mirror? Um, would, you, would you have been better off with Durfu in that situation? I I think probably because Durfu's run two. Mm. I think you know he can get through the the knot like the Okanon because yeah, yeah. he's got the two tree ancients. But um, yeah, I. I think it probably would have helped, but again, it just depends on 
what you know the, the situation the the spells and stuff going off you know Durfu's only got 12 wounds as well it can be quite you know it can be quite swingy I just I don't know I think in the mirror match Droch is not as good like you said but hmm. I don't so know so you, you, you basically you felt the list was slightly weaker in the mirror than the, the previous one I felt the I felt the list was perhaps not slightly weaker. I think John's list was just had enough tricks to outmaneuver what I had. I think if it was a Nari standard TM Les build with Durfu, Tree Lord Ancient, you know, the standard Nari free spirit, I think the Dreicher list has the edge because it's got the, the, the three bow hunters. Because you've got three bow hunters, you shoot off either Dr- Durfu or the side hunters. And then you've got combat threat to deal you with. You've got three units of three. So yeah, three. Nine. Yeah, nine, nine shooters compared to the six. So you basically shoot the six sides or you shoot Dorothy and you, you deal with those. Um, and then it puts you in a better position. Um, mm. To be honest, I actually think you probably shoot the hunt, the side hunters because they don't get their rerolls on five up saves. They're five rerolling ones that yeah. you're going to kill them. Uh, I think in that match, I think my list is stronger. I just think that the Starseer and the rerolls really pop, really helps. Like you know, putting the spell on the tree, the side hunters so they get to adjust stuff up by one because that's his spell. So, so you, you can know, use that when you teleport through the wood and you roll the dice, so you can move on yeah. five up, right? Yeah, and if you roll a one, you adjust it, don't you? So you never if you fail your charge, you can. Yeah. So okay, it's, it's cool. just handy. Um, so are you tempted to use a Starseer yourself? Um, I was tempted to use a Starseer. I got really caught up on the idea of using it, and uh, but I just feel that it's a trick. And what I, you know, if you get, say, for instance, I shot that Starseer off on the first turn, then mm. what do you do with it? Yeah, you know, yeah, you, sure. it, it, it factors in. I just think it's a trick. Um, I think it is good. I just think you'd give up too much. I'd rather take another unit of bow hunters because he's essentially <laughs> in the same points. So, so basically, just get more more hunters. Yeah, yeah, standard silver enough one hundred and one. Um, so, <laughs> where did you finish up? Uh, finished ninth. Um, so playing John on table <laughs> four. Um, yeah, it's sort of like that dropped me down to ninth. Um, it's that's not bad. So I'm, I'm happy with ninth. It's a it's a bit frustrating looking at the math when you go, well, actually, if I beat John, I would come second. But, but with the um, scoring, you got extra points for getting like a painting votes. Is that right? And you got extra for sports, quite heavy yeah. points extra. And then what was the scoring system? It was uh, win loss draw, wasn't it? It was like major minor twenty split, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. Let me, yeah. yeah. So that's not a bad showing. So um, happy yeah, with nine. Think... Yeah, I'm happy with nine. And a painting knob. Normal than that, you got a painting award, didn't you? I did get a painting award. Yeah. yeah. Come third. There you go. Well, when we talk about the event, we'll talk about that in more detail, but, you know, well done. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I'll quickly go into mine. Um, yep. It won't take me very long. Um, I basically took a Stormcast army. I took your army, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and because I there was quite heavy painting points on, like, cohesiveness and things like that, I couldn't really take my Aether Strike Force because if I had actually pulled my finger out and painted the birds and the guys with the guns, they wouldn't have matched. Um, and two, I didn't paint anything. So <laughs> um, I couldn't play with it. And that, I decided I would take a variant Stormcast army um, based on Storm Storm Drake, Star Drake even, not Storm yeah. Drake, Star Drake, um, two units of Fulminators. Um, two units of Judicators, 
Um, two units liberators, I believe. No, I had one unit liberators. Yeah. One unit of prosecutors. Yeah, I said one unit of prosecutors, yeah. one unit of liberators, um, two units of adjudicators. Uh, and I had double heraldor. Um, and I had a castellan and a relictor. I think that's about it. Yeah, I think that sounds very well. Yeah. Um, and with Tomorrow Burns, there is um, quite an interesting decision made where you could swap artifacts and um, stuff between games. So command abilities and artifacts. You couldn't change in yeah. general, but you could pick different things each game. Which, Which is cool. um, Yeah, I, I think it's a bit too strong. If you've got one of the new books with lots of options, I think it's a bit too strong. Or just default chaos. <laughs> yeah, because Cannon Deceiver is amazing, and the other ones are pretty good too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not bad, not bad. So, um, I generally went with the same setup I had before. So I had Lightning Chariot on the Relictor. I had um, on the Star Drake. I took the um, Stalwart Defender. Um, I still think that's the best. Um, and I took depending on what I was doing, mirror shield for minus two to be shot at or the minus one to be hit in close combat. Um and then I you know, the rest of the stuff is pretty vanilla. There's no there's no extra artifacts, don't have any formations. Um and yeah, it was interesting. I was using the drop down from the sky a lot. Um and I was kind of trying to see how I feel that played. And it was quite bizarre because I, I played a few games and people really worried about things dropping behind them and I was like you do realise I've only got liberators and judicators in the sky <laughs> it's not like <laughs> they're going to drop down charge you and delete something they're not retributors you know uh, but a lot of people played in a very weird way I think they were almost in the habit of I'm playing warrior brotherhood stuff in the sky so I'm going to make sure there's no gaps everything's like there's no way you can fit behind me you know, I've, I'm bubble wrapping things, or I'm putting units in lines, and I was like, really, I'm not going to be doing it, so it's not really a problem. Um, but I think it's just a, almost a psychological thing of just sticking some stuff up in the sky, and people immediately play different. Um, yeah, they're, they're thinking about stuff that you're not even going to do, really. Are they like, oh, yeah. well, if you're backfield, and you know, no, what we're going to do in that, and you're just like, no, I don't care. Like, you know, judicators can drop twenty four inches away from you and shoot you. Yeah, exactly. And it just means that you're not going to shoot them or before they get to shoot you. The only thing I found that because I couldn't guarantee the stuff coming down, I kind of drip-fred my sheet shooting sometimes, and it wasn't really as effective. But what okay. was good about it is I could put the shooting exactly where I needed it to do the job I needed it to do. And you kind of... I thought to myself, if you just double up the units, and you kind of, in your head, you think, I need one unit out of the two to come down, or one heraldor out of the two then you've got a good chance of it happening. Um, yeah. So I, I basically... This was okay. I found yeah. that the Heraldor in principles weren't as good as I thought they were going to be, um, primarily because I had some bad luck with them dropping. Uh, secondary, some people I played actually just played around it and didn't put stuff within range. And also I found I had to almost overextend to use it. Um, they definitely they definitely got a lot of their points worth and against Sylvaneth they're just gold um, provided they don't stay in the sky for four turns but that's another story Mm. Um, the run and charge ability on the retreat and charge I didn't really use um, to any effect because it just didn't really come into the game 
but it's nice to have the option because people a lot of people forget about it as well. Um, I found the lightning chariot a little bit weird because sometimes I just didn't have anything to move. You know, I was a couple of games I moved like the Star Drake, or I, I generally used it to move the buff pieces into a position to buff something or heal something. Generally, the relic to himself actually um, to move and then heal the Star Drake or heal a Fulminator. Um, so, at Reign of Stars as well at this event, you couldn't multiple stack on a unit, which I think is right, but um, you know that's how they ruled it, so it was fine. Um, yeah, not a lot really to say. Fulminators uh, are either amazing, they go and do tons of damage, or yeah, no shit. they do absolutely nothing. Um, the mortal wound shooting is really good, but I found that it's a bit weird, because generally you kill whatever you charge, so actually doing extra damage when you're in combat doesn't really come into it. I think it's good if you get charged, and then you survive, and then the next turn you can breathe them off. Yeah. Um, the I think the double heraldal was overkill, and I think I would just have one, um, and those 120 points could be spent somewhere else and maybe a, a venator or something like that i really miss the azeros i miss the 12 inch moving hero um yeah. i really think he would have been better in the list than um having two heraldors uh I, I just think a good player will play around the heraldor toot um yeah there were a couple games where like if if I got a double toot off and a double turn, it would have just been game over. So I played like a silver knife player, put his whole army round a wood, and I was like, I was on for a double turn. I rolled for both heraldors, and neither of them come down. And then he won the turn roll, and I was just like, this is not. And the next turn, he didn't come down. Only one come down. And then yeah. the next turn, he didn't come down. And then the last, on the fourth turn, the heraldor come down. The second one, but to be fair they still did enough damage to just pick me that game and that, that was against when I played um um your partner Lord. in Yeah, my partner in crime. Yeah. All of that, yeah, Laurie, yeah. Mr Mr. Huggett Wild. Um yeah. so it's basically name because people might be able to search him online. Oh yeah. If they don't want to search Huggett Wild online, they might get some really weird results. Yeah. Um <laughs> so we we played we, we basically we had a game on Sunday morning and he, he was very worse for wear. Um I felt like I just had zero luck in this game. It was it was pretty horrendous. Even he was saying like, "Oh, this you're just not getting any anything in this game. You're just not getting anything." Um, I he had a Lariel, um, and she was a pain in the ass. Um, but basically, it ended up she got mystified for a few turns, and I won. Uh, that was on escalation that mission. Um, I won that mission, but it was tough. It was hard work. Um, the heraldals really let me down in that mission. The fulminators were pretty lackluster. Um, one unit charged into Alaria when she didn't have any buffs on, and they just did. And I put them in the sky actually, and I dropped them down, and I, I got the charge. So, um, but they just didn't. They didn't do any damage. I just rolled badly, basically. She didn't. I just. It just happens, you know. Just sometimes it happens. I thought if I did some damage, got the double turn, I could like mortal wound breath her off. Yeah, because that heraldal could make them like retreat and charge if you come down. So they could retreat out and then charge her again. Um, I found with the, re- the the weird thing about that is you almost don't want to retreat because you then don't get your, your double breath weapon. Yeah, the double damage. So it's um, but yeah, it was it was fine. I mean, it was a good game, I and mean, that was that was game that on the first day I played. Basically, I played Sylvan F in the morning, um, but basically Rob 
wanted to play me, grudge me, wanted advice on what to do, and it wasn't like it, it was a bit of one sided game because basically he didn't. He's quite new to the game. I didn't realise how green he was to the game um, in terms of Age of Sigma. Um, I gave him some advice and tips afterwards, and it was it was all right. It was it was a fun game, you know. Um, then I played. Uh, I ended up playing Paddy on day one as well, and and he was using a Stormcast army with um, a few formations. He had loads of men. He had just tons of liberators and judicators and you know like paladins, just loads of guys. Um, I managed to win that. The Star Drake was pretty much unstoppable. Um, it just got into like units. He, he, he had a formation which is, I think, it's the Thunderhead Brotherhood, where you've got the Liberators and the Judicators, and they buff each other if they're near each other. I just basically shoved the Star Drake into all of it, and it was eating Judicators over the top of the heads of the Liberators and tail swiping units. And oh, it was messy. It was horrible. Uh, the Star Drake literally was like a one-man wrecking crew in that game. Um, I love the Star Drake. It's so it. good. So good. Um, the, yeah, he pretty much was like a one man, one man army. And then I, um, then I had a game against a destruction army in, on the Saturday. I was trying to remember who I was playing, but yeah, I did block that game out. Um, and, uh, I lost the star Drake to a Stonehorn charge, which I thought was really unlucky. Um, and then, uh, I managed to win that game in the end, but it was a, it, it, basically, the guy I was playing was a little bit worse for wear, so it wasn't really uh, a very interactive game. Uh, so I won't. Don't I won't think he even to... knew he was at the event. He couldn't remember the game. He told me the next day, but yeah. um, I won't. I'm not going to go into it too much. But let's just say it wasn't a brilliant experience. So day one was a bit of a weird, weird day for me because I played basically Paddy, who's lo- really like Paddy, but at the same time, it's like it's. I don't think he had the list to deal with the Star Drake, and I, you know, then I played I played Rob, who basically was, you know, hobby hero, yeah, yeah. But he's he sort of had a bit of a weird mix list. His prime didn't work, and then he, you know, he, he was kind of trying to learn the army. And he's got a really nice hobby based army, uh, but it's not the best units you could put on the table. He's kind of making concessions to be to look cool rather than actually be. And I yeah. think as well, he couldn't take compendium, so he normally runs like a forest dragon, but he couldn't take that. He had to take like a high elf dragon. It's just not doesn't really fit the yeah. the kind of the trick he's got to do with that. Where you can't, you know, like where he, he can use it that to slow you down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then um, obviously the last game was a bit of a write off, to be honest. So the first day was pretty pretty poor from a gaming side for me, and that's nothing against my opponents. That's just that the games I didn't find them particularly engaging or enjoyable to to a degree they were kind of a little bit like where it's kind of obvious how it's going to i don't know if that was the list a little bit because the list is a little bit one-dimensional so maybe that's why um and then day two i've obviously had that game with um with laurie with the um the silver neff and that was that game was really tough and, but that wasn't yeah. because he was playing really well. <laughs> that was that was literally because um, I had horrendous. I mean, it's going to sound really, but I did win the game. But I had like it was it that the gods made it hard work. Let's put it that way. So um, about is complaining about luck. No, no. Well, Stop it's not really. It, yeah. It's not really that. It's just you know when you can you can see the next two turns of a game and you just think if things just go my way, this game is over. 
Yeah. And it just drags out for five turns. And at the end of the game, you're like, God, I just feel like I just scraped through on that game. Yeah. And it, it could have been over. A turn. But it could have been over on turn two. Well, yeah. turn three, it would have been over pretty much. If I if I'd both heraldos had come down and I double turned him, it would have been game over because he would have yeah. took four d three mortal wounds on his entire army. And with Sylvaneth, you know that that that's messed that up. Is, yeah, no, that, that that's that's just from two heraldos. That's nothing else. That's not the formulators. That's not the the star drake reign of stars. The shooting for the judicators. The prosecutor shooting. That is literally just for two models doing that because of where yeah. he put his entire army through a wood. Like one Sylvaneth Wildwoods all around one wood, and it just would have decimated him. Yeah, uh, but it wasn't to be. It wasn't to be. Uh, Alari would have been alive, but hey ho. Um, <laughs> you can't spoil everywhere, can't you? No. And to be honest, like I'd rather kill like the ancient and the the hunters and all that stuff than than Alari also. Yeah, and then last game I played uh, Terry, oh. table one, and. Oh. Um, Quite an interesting game, this. It came down to lots of very small margins, but I don't know whether we want to just talk about Terry's game to language. Yours, them to, together, maybe? Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. Um, overall, from my list, I it was okay. I think it was all right. I don't think it got a real test um, because I didn't. I don't think I really got to really see how the list worked um, just because of who the armies I played and who I played. I just don't think I really got a real... It didn't feel as fun as the Aether Strike list. It didn't feel as strong as the Aether Strike list. So some of the games of the Aether Strike list, I just felt like I just could not lose this game. Um, and, and it just... The Aether Strike... But I did have, when I played that list, ridiculous luck on the turn rolls. And I did get to choose who goes first every time. And it, it just felt a lot more solid. I think it's just because I had a play style... I and it worked every game out of the three games, so it just felt really good. Um, you probably find if I take it to more events, I would end up going. Actually, it's not that good. It's it's about the same. Um, would I take double Heraldor? Probably not. I think just go for. I think the Azeroth needs to go back in the list. Um, so I'd probably drop the Heraldor out. Maybe put in. I don't know. I'm just trying to think how I could get more than just an extra hero in because then I end up with 40 points left over. Um, and then what do I do with that? It's not enough. To, I, I could upgrade the Liberators to Judicators because I had 20 points left over. Um, Griffin. No. Anyone who's doing Stormcast, if you've got 40 points left over, just don't even bother. You are better off getting a Triumph than you are getting a 40-point model that does absolutely nothing. It scores in some objectives? Maybe, but I just think you're better off with a Triumph. <laughs> Honestly, I, I, I detest the Griffhound. I just don't. I just don't see it. I just don't understand it. It's like 40 points for one model with three wounds and no save. Just why... Just don't bother. It just no. Just don't. <laughs> I I'm I'm gonna get a lot of grief now, aren't I, for having Griffhound hate. Everyone's gonna be like, oh fucking Russ hates Griffhound. because they're poo. They're, I don't think they're I, I just to be honest, I 
you probably find that I'm doing it a disservice, and actually, it's quite useful, and it could be quite useful in games. Isn't but... that good against pop-up lists where no. you get to like shoot? Stuff? No, it's not because you just don't pop up within range of it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not. It can't cover enough table space unless you buy lots of them. But and then you if you spend, if you buy four Griffhounds, you could have had a unit of five Judicators. Yeah. Well, what about don't take the Azeros and just take loads of Griffhounds and no. do that board space? Q, no, Q I could take three Griffhounds. What? No, yeah. Think of the board space. I'm not even entertaining this idea. Pop-up armies are a thing of the past, anyway. Maybe you could find um, the Griffhounds and put them in that uh, silly list that won Sheffield. And then if anyone tries to pop up in front of you, you can then just go... Pew, 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 no, pew, I just... I had well, I had a Griffhound in my Aether Strike list. And I'm just trying to think, did he do <laughs> just anything? Just put it in the sky. <laughs> I did. I, I, I literally did it to psych my opponent out. I was just like, just like this flying dog coming out of the sky, like... Ah! Um, did it come back kill your general when it's on one wing? I don't think it did anything. I'm just trying to think. Did it do anything? It, no, it gives were, you another oh. drop as well to like yeah help to with. make sure you don't get the choice of who goes first or second. Well, to thin your opponent's list out so you know where he's putting stuff as well. You don't need it with yeah. that army. He's got so many drops. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Just don't. Right. Don't bother. Griffhounds. No. Sorry. Stormcast list. Okay. I think the biggest thing probably people want to know is: is it worth putting stuff in the sky? Um, yes and no. Uh, it's a double-edged thing. It's good because it means that you can get your shooters in the right place. It's good because you can get on objectives. Um, it's good because your opponent might behave weird because they're thinking, oh, we've got liberators in the sky, or oh, no. Um, but at the same time, it's not as reliable as being able to drop whenever you want. So not having the choice... You roll and you have to come down if you roll it. It can be a little bit. I think when I played Terry, I made a mistake on where I dropped my unit when it came down because I wasn't ready for it to come down and I didn't put it and I didn't really know where I needed it and I would have liked to have kept it up for another turn. Um, and it meant I had to drop it down and I I made the wrong choice of where I dropped it, but only it was only the wrong choice because of what happened later in that turn. Whereas it wouldn't have been the wrong choice if the thing that that happened happened didn't happen which wasn't very likely to happen so but then i could have fought ahead and gone actually if my star drake fails that charge then i need the liberators on that objective so i need to hedge my bets whereas i didn't and i just thought well i'm not going to fail the charge and i did so it's like it's kind of like that was probably a bad bit of play by me but then how many times do you have a free inch charge and you fail it I know people go all the time because they only remember it when it happens, but it's quite unlikely, you know. I yeah. so. But you think I in miss... a six-game event, you'll probably charge your Star Drake what, like twenty, twenty-five times? Nah, you're not charging every turn. What you're lightning chariot in turn one and charging? No, what? but you don't really get the charge off because you're nine inches away. It's only yeah, lucky against you. It's probably better. I didn't get the charge against you, to be honest. But um, I think. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the, the I think you've got to if you make the choice to put stuff in the sky, you just got to accept the fact that it's just not as reliable. Um, the best best bit about it is though is is that if they're on the ground and then walk in, they're just so slow. Like liberators on the floor aren't really any better than being in the sky. So you might just put them in the sky. Um, when it comes down to your shooters, if you're playing against other people with lots of shooting, it's quite good because they can't be shot. So you're going to guarantee to get a, a round of shooting off. 
um, and you might be able to get him in a position, and it's quite hard for your opponent to say, well, I'll keep my guy here outside of range of your shooters because he doesn't know where they are. Yeah, that's so. That's good. I quite like putting long-range shooters in the sky. Um, the heraldos are a bit weird because you kind of don't want them in the sky so you can use the run and charge ability, but then you kind of do because you, you don't want your opponent being able to see which bits of scenery you have to avoid. So if they're in the sky, you think, well, I've got to avoid all the scenery, and it's it's pretty impossible to do that. Um, again, but then if, if they do, if they are around a bit and you go, I really want to get that off, then you might just not, not roll it. And then you're like, oh, that was a waste. But hey-ho. But yeah, it was okay. The list, I I think it could have been better. There's room for tweaks, you know. Um, I'm not sure I enjoyed it as much as I thought I would, but I'm not, I don't know if that was more about the games I had rather than the list. So I think I might have to take it to another event and give it another go. So I might have to ask you to borrow it for the uh, the heat, Les. Don't be saying that because I've pretty much put a poll on today to decide whether or not I'm going to be taking the heat storm. Oh really? Well, yeah, because I'm, I'm like, do I take Sylvaneth? Do I take Stormcast? I don't care. I voted in the poll, Les. I voted you take Sylvaneth, so Russ can take Stormcast, so I can take Russ's Bloodbound. <laughs> Hang on, did we just Game do it. that? Right then, let Terry go on. What did you take? Um, so I borrowed some Bloodbounds off of you and yep. some Skavens because it all had to be cohesive. So it r- ruled out my army because I. I don't want to play my army at the moment because I'm adding new stuff and it's not finished. So two blood secretors because Bannard's stacked in this event. Um, a blood stoker, Lord of Corn on a jugger who was my general. Sal the friendless, two tens of blood warriors with the gore fists and the two hand weapon. Thirty blood letters, ten skull reapers, all with the demon weapons, and two warp lightning cannons. I had forty points left over. Out of my five games, I rolled three triumphs. Out of my five games, I used zero triumphs because the ones I did roll, I forgot, and then it was too late to roll for the others. Maybe. So, yeah, I, I need to remember if I'm going to be under points to write it on a big bit of paper and stick it in the middle of the table. Yeah, Much like people used to do with Skaven where they wrote Ring the Bell and stuck it on the middle of the table. Yeah. So, yeah, and I mean, in some of the games, re-roll armor saves could have been immense on some of the combats I was in. You should just so, get, like, uh, uh, like make some custom cards. Yeah, that's Just, just that's when you start the game, just chuck them in the middle of the table, and then, yeah. like, then you roll, see which one you have, and just leave it in the middle of the table. Leave it in the middle of the table. Put, like, my dice cup on it or something, so I know that I'll keep reminding myself to see it or something. Yeah, I'll put it under but, your general or something, I don't know. Yeah, it's got because yeah, they could have been amazing. Um, but yeah, so similar to what I took to Sheffield, except the three storm fiends were uh, ten skull reapers and the warp, uh, well not warps here, the um, warlock, arch warlock became. Right. Now nah, he stayed. The arch warlock became another blood crater. Oh right, yeah, because okay. the the jugger was already in there. Um, yeah, the the list is solid. Like, it can compete in all the scenarios. There is room to tweak stuff in there. I, yeah. I mean, I would have liked sixty blood letters in two thirties, but I think the skull reapers actually did do something that the blood letters can't. Yeah, there's tough people, unit to break down as people well. People are proper frightened of skull reapers. Yeah, and as soon as they get a, a few skull buffs on them, 
they're um, they're pretty nailed. I still think they're better as two fives. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, but I wanted to. Um, I wanted a, one less drop, and mm. I wanted to be able to fly all ten around in one go. And if you Mystic Shield, you can put it on all ten in one go. Um, but I think you're right. Two fives would have been better because then I could have sent them off to different objectives. Um, yeah, or not had them and had thirty more bloodlers. And they get powered up more quickly as well. Oh, what if they're in a smaller unit? Yeah, because there's less models in the unit. There's so... less models, yeah. Presumably, if you're fighting a single model and you have two skulls, you'll always double the unit size anyway, aren't you? So they're amazing for wrecking single miniatures, like stone horns and stuff like that? No, it's it's your it's your unit, not theirs. So it's so how many sp- models are left in your unit. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. So if you've so killed if- two models and there's only one model left, you count as being fully powered? It's not what you're fighting. Alright, well, I was always at, like, 20 skulls anyway. Yeah, they get, just... they get ramped up really quickly. Yeah, I just threw them into, like, big units of clam rats and storm vermin and things like that, and they just got ramped super fast. Um, I mean, the list worked pretty nice having the two banners, although in a lot of games I found that it didn't really change from having one Did banner. You... Because... I don't know if you played them particularly well, because when you played me, one of them was right well out of the way, like, on his own. I um, didn't know at that point which side I was going to commit to because obviously you hadn't really put anything on the table. So I wanted to have two roughly opposite each other on, in both I, my deployment areas. I generally put them equidistant. If you imagine like your realm of battle tile, like the middle realm of battle tile, like on that, yeah. on the on edges the edge of that the, one. Yeah. So they're That's... basically twelve inches between. You know, they, they're covering each other and they're covering the middle yeah. of the table is like your kill area. Um, and because they're it was still covering war. the flanks. Yeah, but because it was border war and we weren't really going to be in the middle of the table, I wanted them to cover either flank as well. But you can cover like those, those objectives with one banner, but then in the middle you're double bannered. So it's like, and if you're clever with how you string units out and stuff, you can cover it anyway. Yeah, that was the other problem with the Skull Reapers, is you can't string them out. No. Whereas the Bloodletters, you can literally touch the backboard edge if they're deployment zone and still be in range of your banner. <laughs> I really like just... um, Blood Reavers for that. Yeah, because you have that really nice little long daisy chain of silly amount of models that yeah. aren't in combat, got but rent. buff the rest of the unit in combat. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I had a grudge at this as well um, for Matthew Arnold and... He had Skaven, pretty interesting game. My war blinding cannons were just immense in this game. I rolled five ones in a row in a in a row for the uh, war blinding cannons. So I shot off both his his arch warlock on a um, on a summoning thingy, the uh, bearwind, and just blew things off the table. It was uh, it was very satisfying. <laughs> I love rolling a one for a war blinding cannons. Just oh, I take that damage. It's like <sighs> the the opponent that gets that immediate happy it's a one then immediately shit, they realize that it's wins. not yeah <laughs> it's like when you when you roll it in a six they're like oh and you're like no that's good for you yeah yeah, yeah like exactly. oh why is that because now i've got to roll six sixes and then you roll four sixes you're like eh, it wasn't too bad <laughs> yeah that's maybe you do <laughs> yeah, um and game two i played uh, craig nemvar with the list he won the heat one with which was the um, triple Thunder Tusk Stonehorn, yes, yeah. 60 Goblin Shaman, 3 Fanatics which is 
I mean, I think he said himself he he's not enjoying it, um, but it's what he's got. So, wow, I, this is I, it, old chestnut. Yeah, my uh, my list did really well against this. If I'd have won a couple of the turn rolls as well in the first few turns, this game would have been over straight away. Um, but it got dragged out quite a bit and it ended up being pretty close towards the end. Um, like when you played um, Laurie, if you'd have just got that double Herald or turn and it would have been over like this, yeah. if I'd have won the turn roll, I'd have killed all three Thunder Tusk and the Stonehorn before he'd even had a, a, his second turn. Wow. Um, but he won the priority and killed all the blood letters. One Stonehorn killed 30 blood letters. Yeah, well, it ripped through him. Did yeah. six six on the charge. The horns basically all hit, all wounded. He, he, he only had one swig of the battle brew. Um, to be fair, it's all you need mostly because yeah, basically it's it, like threes and twos anyway. So yeah, it was it was pretty devastating. That was it, with my minus one to hit as well for cunning deceiver when he went oh, into. Okay. Them. So yeah, he, he oh, just double swigged in that case. Yeah, maybe he did. No, I think any single swigged. I can't recall him doubling at all. Um, and all his thunder blast thingy, frost blasts hit from the the two pluses. His vultures all did damage as well. And oh, it's just it was like quite a frustrating game. But the um, because it was the capture with the heroes, three yeah. places of power. I I pushed him to one side of the board, and then I ran a blood secretor banner up, who just camped turns two, three, four, five on the um on the far objective so that was that was quite nice um round three i played the change host list um no, that's you the guy that tabled me yeah yeah the guy that smashed What's you the... um this game was a, a bit of a non-game unfortunately um he went first no no sorry uh i went first he did some shuffling around with his change host pushing like some models forward, summoning a, uh, a summoning. Some, did he summon some things? I oh, know it was Blue Horrors he had. That's right. He did just this thing where you put the a buff on the unit, which is part of some other. It's called Simulacrum or something. The spell. Oh right, is that so? You, you reverse your you hit rolls. Reverse your rolls. Yeah. yeah. So. so if you hit on a three plus, you now miss on a three plus. Yeah. So really strong units like Bloodletters that are hitting on the, the twos, other formation, isn't it? Yeah, because that's a formation inside a formation. Yeah. Um, the uh, multitudinous host. That's it. Yeah. I think it's that one. Um, he had two lords of change, two burning chariots, loads of horrors. Some he had the blue scribes. Some other stuff. The list was really clever. Doesn't the change host do the thing where you can swap two units around? Yeah, you can swap the units. But you so can what swap doing... like a model, and then string them all out to be in range. Yeah, and also like, I think you got caught out with this, didn't you, Les? Because like. The, the Lord of Change is obviously on a big base. Yeah. So you could replace it with a model that's on a smaller base and just off-center the... If you put the... Even if you center to center, you're gaining a couple inches. Which got him in range to do spell. Which got him in range to do a spell on you. To do yeah. a gateway, yeah. So it, it was quite clever what he was doing. Um, but unfortunately, the Zinch list is not good when it comes to combat. No. And I... Flew thirty blood letters. This was blood and glory um, into uh, one corner. I had my two camped up nicely. I threw um, skull reapers and blood warriors towards his objective. Um, I won the priority roll at the end of turn two, and the game ended. Yeah, because I had control of all four objectives. Game. He thought turn it was three, the right? end. Turn three. Uh, sorry, I won the priority at 
going into Q- turn Q- three, three. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I won the flip turn to three, uh, two to three, and he thought it was the end of three because he was banking right. on yeah, yeah. it not automatically ending, which I kind of think that's how it should be played. I'm not sure it should auto end at the start of the turn, so your opponent well, doesn't even get a turn. It doesn't end at the start of the turn. It ends at the end of your turn, doesn't it? Yeah. So they yeah. don't get a turn, but it's it's Yeah, they don't get a turn. Well no, because the game immediately ends yeah, if but it's at the, the end... end of your turn. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't happen so... at the start of your turn. Yeah, but I, I had already won at that yeah. point because you couldn't do anything them, about it. Yeah. You can do, so. yeah. Because even if you're in combat, you just retreat away a little bit and then you're still in control of the objectives and stuff. And like as some other people stood there watching, um and as soon as I won the priority role, I was like, Well, sorry mate, that's it. Of one because I've got all the all four and he's like oh oh yeah well yeah that was my fault you know and then he explained that he thought it was you know he he would still get a turn to balance out and yeah yeah um I think the game was pretty much over in sort of twenty minutes or so um we played it out though we wrote we stopped at that point wrote down I mean I got like four hundred points out of yeah. him I got some horrors and some burning chariots. Um, so we wrote out what we got, and then we just carried on playing it out. And by the end of like turn three, four, he had nothing left anyway. Yeah, um, I think I think there's too many wounds, isn't there? So like the Zinch army seems like his that list in particular doesn't fight, not particularly good at at, at shooting. What it's really good against is dishing out mortal wounds through spells. Against against, it's like but, my old storm feet list where. Yeah, but if, if you've they got present loads of wounds and loads of models. Yeah. You just can't get it all before it gets. You get sick. overwhelmed. Yeah. yeah, like, and he beat Liam Cook and then me, both two silver players, and then played Terry. Yeah, because you guys have got lots of like high quality models that don't yeah. have more wins. You know. Whereas, like, Whereas, the Bloodbound's just like, yeah. we've got loads of men with loads of wounds. And yeah, really all fast. your mortal wound output is not going to kill that 30-man blood unit, 30 man bloodletter unit before all it kills the whole front line. Skull Reaper unit. I mean, yeah. That's a lot of wounds. Yeah, and then the warp lightning cannons just drove up as well and just started shooting the Lord of Changes and stuff as well. So yeah. But yeah, it was yeah. a cool list, but against the like Iron Jaws would just smash that off. Do you think? They'd be they'd be in in turn one. Do you not have like horrors with the splitting with the brimstones and stuff then? Yeah, he had plenty of blues and brimstones, but I think you would just overwhelm him so hard that he'd have to make really tough decisions on where he was gonna put the blue horrors. Possibly. Um, but I'm I'm not sure because they're not you don't really get that many models in an Iron Jaw army. Mm, true, maybe. I know it sounds stupid, but when I I played with my list, I had what twenty brutes for twenty odd boys and a more crusher and a couple of characters. It's like, yeah, it's all right, but it's not like it's not quite the same as as. I mean, I don't know how many wounds your army had, but you must have had thirty, sixty, a hundred. That's just with the. The blood letters, the skull reapers, and the blood warriors. Yeah, that's a hundred wounds. Plus the heroes. I think it's about 130, 140. It's a lot of yeah. wounds. It's um, a lot to oh, and through. the skull and the warp lining cannons. That's another yeah. twelve. So yeah, there's plenty in there. Um, game four, I played um, John Warmington. Now he was um, just like we we played probably six times now, and I've beaten him every time. And he's like, this this is the time. I was like, yeah, I'm sure it is, mate. You've got a really strong list. That Star Seer is going to be a pain in the ass, which it was. Um, it was like, oh, I've done one damage to your dude. I'll just use one of my rerolls. Three. Uh, I need to do D6 damage on this shooting attack. Oh, it's a one. I reroll that. It's six. Oh, fucking brilliant. And, it, it, you know, that game, I think, if 
John had not made one little mistake with his uh, positioning of his hero, he forgot to move it towards an objective to capture it. Um, that would have made a bit of a difference, but also to- um, Chris called time that there was like 20 minutes left or something, half an hour left, but it turns out there was actually an hour and something left. He called, he called time really yeah. early, so John threw a unit in thinking, well, I'll just go for some points when he didn't actually have to commit the unit. So I think he was a little bit bummed out about that. And I said to him, well, you know, it's, it's happened. We both made the choices based on the time being called. So we both, we both did it, but yeah. Um, yeah, it it, it is what it is. Um, yeah. The, uh, Scythe six man hunt unit did a pretty good job of murdering bloodletters. Um, cause he went all in, but he, they came through the wood, used the, uh, the roll, to adjust so he got a five or a six then they moved out of the wood and got the turn one charge um yeah. which you know and then he used a bunch of the d3 damages with the the other re-rolls and i only managed like i said earlier steal one re-roll set and i got a five and i failed all five re-rolls of the armor saves which again was my triumph i rolled and i forgot it and then i could have re-rolled the entire unit yeah which would have probably made a bit of a difference but okay never mind cool. um but yeah winning there so yeah, just, do you want to talk just, about our yeah yeah but just just overall just just like uh, before we get into that so um we we'll go too blow by blow but you're um so you dropped the storm fiends didn't you I dropped the storm so fiends did you miss them yeah because they're just such good reliable mortal wound output and people are still really afraid of them when they can fly eighteen inches that twenty six inch threat range keeps people honest the entire game so. 300 points is kind of your play around pool isn't it yeah so if you if you think that list that you've got which has got some staple stuff that you're probably not going to change um so you've got 30 blood letters already you've got blood warriors blood warriors what would you would you with that 300 points what do you think's better in the current meta so fiends 30 blood blood letters or two units of five or Reapers, um, or what, something else. I, maybe um, some resilient chaffy units, but then Blood Warriors kind you've of do got that. Blood Warriors, so do you need they chaff? They kind of do that. What I was thinking is, um, because I've got uh, 40 uh, points left over, um, drop the Skull Reapers, uh, drop one of the banners, because under South Coast, they don't stack. So then put in two more warp lightning cannons and have four warp lightning cannons. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Would you not more ever take two plague claws? Nah. Nah. <laughs> nah. 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 Four warp lightning cannons. That's pretty, that's pretty extreme. Or take a third you take warp four? lightning Yeah, because they're one artillery, aren't they? So you can have up to four artillery mm. and 2,000 points. So, or take a third warp lightning cannon, use some of the points, and then take like thirty blood reavers. Yeah, that one. That one. Yeah. Blood reavers for the win. So three warp lightning cannons. So drop the ten skull reapers. Three warp lightning cannons, and yeah, like thirty or forty blood reavers. Maybe yeah. like twenty points under for a um, for a cheeky triumph. No, right, cool. I, I think that that would be some pretty um, legit changes to the list. I'd hate to play against that. That'd be horrible. 
Yeah, I bet. So. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> uh, so. Have you got free warbine cannons? No. I could drive off from that. Well, you yeah. could, but I'm probably going to take my corn to the, the weekend, it sounds like. Yeah. Um, I want to run the Bloodfester. Run the Bloodfester. Yeah, the Bloodfester. Thirty so more Bloodletters. Nah, <laughs> uh, Bloodfester makes run and charge run. It's awesome. Right, yeah, but they can fly and charge. <laughs> yeah, they can run, fly, run, and charge. It'd be amazing. Uh, oh, one just before we go on quickly, one thing I have learned that you can do that is amazing against fanatics is they release their fanatic out and tag your thirty man bloodlet unit or something. You keep your Lord of Corn on the Juggernaut close by. You roll his charge first. You impact it off the fanatic. The bloodletters are no longer in combat because the charge instantly happens. As soon as you make the charge, you roll the impact. You kill off the fanatic. Then your bloodletters are free to charge. Yeah, amazing. Ne- never considered it before. And yeah, fanatics can do one. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you've got to roll that four plus, but... Yeah, but it's worth yeah. a shout, isn't it? It's worth a shout. Because then, if you're close enough in that instance, your bloodletters will be flying straight over their goblins into the three duty thunder tusks. Yeah. So yeah. Che- cheeky tip there. Yeah. Impact hit off fanatics, then you can charge your unit. So I wanted to talk a little bit about um our game. So I'm not gonna do blow for blow, but basically it, we played table one last round Border War. Um, Border. now I I just want to talk about some of the decisions I made. So I took the first turn. And I ummed and armed about it, but basically the reason I took first turn was because you score, is to try and score and put the pressure on you and not let you get the board position. I don't know if that was a mistake in hindsight. I think you made the right call, because if I go first, I put 30 bloodletters on, or... But will you know it's just to delete them? And I've yeah, got but... two units to, to counter-charge in my go. I think if I if I get on there and stop you scoring for the first couple of turns and I've already scored, then you're in, you're on the back foot then. Mm. And then you've got to commit. Yeah, I think so. I mean, what I, what I did is I lightning charioted up the Star Drake on, on the side and used a bit of terrain to basically create like a barrier. Um, but I then rolled the double six charge. Yeah. Which allowed me to get into both the blood wa- uh, blood letters and a blood warrior unit, um, and I dropped. I think I got one Heraldor. No, they both got both. Down. We got both Heraldors, yeah. yeah. And I used like a screen of prosecutors round one, um, and the idea was to try and knock off. If I rolled higher than like a three, I would have caught a couple of uh, a couple of extra bits. Yeah, the problem um, I had is there was nowhere to go. Because yeah. you gave me that side of the board without the damn terrain, yeah, and tons of terrain, so yeah. there was, I couldn't escape all that terrain. No, and I thought I got a little bit unlucky with my rolls on the damage. Um, from yeah, because you got one blood secreter, didn't you? Yeah, but yeah. I didn't really kill anything else. Um, and then I had obviously my shooting uh, on the warp lightning cannons, which didn't do a lot. Um, uh, yeah, so it was kind of it's kind of a bit strange, but basically. When I charged the blood letters and the blood warriors, I you did the right thing in your go because you basically retreated, didn't didn't attack me. Back, I chose to not away. attack you, moved away. It's a bit annoying, but because um, you do more damage to me than I could possibly do to you. Yeah, and then um, it was quite interesting because it, most people I've played with the Star Drake, they just chuck shit at it and it dies. Yeah, so it was quite it was it was good play really, and that free those free blood warriors really cocked me up to be honest that that survived 
uh, after the battle shock and everything because you didn't have a banner down so you weren't immune yeah um and the fact that i don't have to hit you to do a lot of my damage because it's like tail whip the the, the chomps I yeah because you have to ate roll to the hit, banner does it you ate the champion yeah and then you ate like two other dudes it's like oh Right, you only eat three, but I oh yeah, three, the, yeah. The so you ate a normal dude, the two hand weapon, and the banner. So I put all my attacks into the um, blood yeah. letters and and yeah. took them below twenty, which was the key point. Yeah, um, and I had minus one to hit on my star drake, so you couldn't mortal wound him. Um, but then you you double turn me back, um, and the the both warband cannons were out of range of the um, of star, star drake. drake, but you managed to get one shot off. On him, and you and that one shot. I think you did six wounds on him. Yeah. One. Um, and then obviously you use like Sal's spell and his jar and all that. And then over the turns, I think you did twelve mortal wounds over those two turns from just Sal and one walk lightning cannon. Yeah. Um, which is pretty, pretty good going. Um, uh, and basically my starting was left on a wound, wasn't it? And but after the double turn, and I yeah, after the double turn, I but I think arcane bolted him off. Yeah, but I had a go. Yeah, yeah so you had I, a turn. I could have charged into the free blood warriors, and your blood secret was just out of range, and I would have capped that that leftmost objective um, for two and killed the blood warriors. Obviously, yeah. probably lost the star drake in the process, but it would have got me the score. Um, I could have dropped the liberators near there to guarantee it, and that's what I should have done, but I didn't because I you had put a lot of pressure on my objective. I had the remaining, what, 18 blood letters made a long charge into mm-hmm. your objective, didn't they? Because they and used a Heraldor to make the charge, and then yeah. they charged past him into your objective. Yeah, which I knew was going to happen, but I, yeah. you didn't cap it. Um, and then I had I had as well the... I had the Fulminates come across and clear him off, but you had your Garn Juggernaut there. Yeah, and he was just a pain in the ass. He and was a beast. He survived <laughs> way longer than he should have done. Yeah, which like, also he killed the Relictor and the, the Castellan as well. Castellan, so both yeah. there fighting him, plus um, plus shooting the adjudicators there shooting at him. Plus, you know, the combat and it just just didn't kill him. He was left on. I think he was left on one wound. One wound, yeah. And he managed to win you the game almost in that point, just scoring on that objective. Yeah, a couple of interesting points happened. Um, one was I was trying to work out if I could win, and there was a two fulminators. I had basically two two fulminators, and I had a turn where I could shoot you warp lightning cannons. I think I left one on a wound, and the other you, one I didn't. You did kill. eleven hits, eleven wounds, and you saved all but two. All but two of them on yeah. five ups. Yeah, I rolled like six out of seven or five out of seven. And then five you up, shot five up saves or both warp lightning cannons into one unit of fulminators and did ten mortal wounds to it with two shots. Yeah. And then I got two fulminators into your ten skull um, reapers. Skull this reapers was so messy. And deleted the entire unit. Yeah. But you killed me to the wound yeah. to stop me scoring four scenario points. With yeah, your because of the you rolled the six for absolute destruction or whatever it is guaranteed destruction from Sal being in range, which gave me the plus one to hit. So I was doing the mortal wounds on five plus instead of six plus, and which was just huge. The damage coming back, but also you rolled that plus one to hit. I think five times in that game. Yeah, because my jugger hero rolled it on himself, so he was hitting on twos for three rounds. 
and being like damage free when he rolls a five because of the plus one to wound. Yeah, and he was he was just a beast. He was awesome. Um, like, and he makes the blood warriors really good. And twenty four inch range commander boots really good as well. Yeah, what I um didn't realize with the um the skull reapers as well. Oh, sorry. Uh, what sorry did make the difference was when they die, they do that thing where. Yeah. On a roll of a six, they do D3 wounds, and I think I got maybe one or two of them doing D3. I think you rolled well above average on those damage as well, coming back at me. Yeah, but it was a bit they, did, they did so much damage back. Yeah, I lost, I lost basically to the wound. If I'd made one of my saves, I think I had to make... Yeah. I had to make I had... any save, and I failed them all. And one yeah. of them was, I rolled a one, and rolled again, I rolled a one. Yeah, the last hit was, a, it, was... your last guy on one wound had a one one wound go through, and it was a two-up re-rollable, and you rolled a one, then a one, and that was yeah. it. And if I'd rolled anything but a double one, I would have scored the four points. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, I didn't win any turn roll until the last turn. Um, but that was it. That's the way it goes, you know. Um, my, I think my mistake was not dropping the liberators on that, st- thinking that Stardew is going to guarantee that charge. Um, I don't think I did the wrong thing taking the first turn or even making that Stardew charge. I think it was the right call. Yeah, because I have to kill that because it's a pain in the ass, which means all my mortal wound output has to go towards it, and I have to run away from it constantly because I can't hurt it in combat. I really regretted having double Heraldor against you because you can play around it and I had to kind of overextend to use them. Yeah, because I used one as a springboard to get into your your unit as well, didn't I? So that was... Yeah, but I knew that was going to happen. I just it, yeah. just it was the fact of trying to get rid of... If I rolled... When I did those double two, if I rolled like a five or a six on the range, I would have clipped Sol, I would have clipped a warp lightning cannon. I would, you know, so it was just kind of... It was kind of a little bit tempting, but I didn't roll above a three on either of them because D six inches in the terrain. So yeah, I which I is why I a... set up over three inches away from all the terrain. So I did my best to get away from it, but you had to roll a four plus to hit them all. Yeah, but you had in the terrain I guaranteed to hit was the whip dude, the banner, and the unit you know, of blood warriors and the blood. Yeah, I just ran out of space. <laughs> yeah, no, but so I thought if I don't do it early on, you're just going to yeah. move away from it, and I'm never going to get anything. And I think the problem is with the Heraldors as well. There wasn't really enough terrain like in the middle around the objectives. The objectives were pretty clear, and also it hits your own men. So I was like, well, I'm not. I would have rather have had a Venator or an Azeros. Yeah, because an Azeros would have just made that your Jugger hero like a lot easier to deal with. Because I could have just opened the lantern. Um, yeah. Or he, he could have gone into, you know, or, or even like a Venator would have just been there, like sh- shooting long range 30 inches into Sile, you know? So. Yeah. But, you know, or into the Lightning Cannon is probably more likely. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that was it. And I ended up losing that game on a on a major, but I felt like. I felt I was in that game all the way through. I, honestly, after the, your first turn where the Star Drake was just in there and then the Heraldors came down, killed a banner guy, started doing wounds, I was like, well, I'm not going to be able to kill that Star Drake. I'm going to roll crap on the Warp Lightning Cannons because I'd rolled really good all weekend. I thought, that's it, the Warp Lightning Cannons is going to switch off and that Star Drake is going to eat my entire army. But as it worked out, the, the Warp Lightning Cannons still had a little bit of play left in them. They they pulled through and uh, they just deleted that fulminator unit as well, didn't they? That was pretty. That was massive as well. Yeah, ten out um, of twelve wounds with two shots was just, yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and I think even like when I dropped the adjudicators down on the on the right hand side, they didn't kill one of the cannons as well. Yeah, that was pretty. Which big. would have left Fulminators alive, which would, would have you know. So it's and the, the one that shot the Star Drake wouldn't have been able to shoot the Star Drake either because that was the one that was in range. Yeah, exactly. So, so there was a lot of small. If this had happened, if that had happened, yeah. So and even like the Castellan going down to the the two damage three wound rolls that went through and me failing both my armor saves, it was like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> but hey ho, uh, it was a good game though. It was the best one of the weekend yeah. for me. Um, yeah, no, I, that's, I think it was my well, it's probably my hardest game of the weekend for sure. So um, I was I was happy to uh, walk away with five wins. So that was. Uh, Taking a better list, that's what it is. Yeah, taking taking a better list because you definitely uh, you definitely played it well as well. So uh, yeah, the deployment was a bit ropey, but I was a bit concerned about the um, the heraldors and trying to cover both sides of the board. But it worked out okay. Yeah, the well, double one charge for the Star Drake was probably the turning point. I think though. Yeah, I mean there was a few the few things like that. I mean I think I could have dropped my judicators and my liberators in better positions to contest objectives without having to foot slog. Um, the Liberators didn't really do anything, and they took they took a turn too late to get the objective. So, yeah, it was just one of those things. The, isn't it? There was so. one thing that was quite funny at this point, though, when we went into round five. Was we were both on four majors each, and Jim Bob was on table two against yeah. Ricky. If if he'd have beat Ricky and we'd have drawn, Jim Bob would have won the event. Yeah. If We'd have drawn, and Les had won his last game. You'd, we'd have had you in first, me in second, and Les in third yeah, for a face hammer one, two, three. Yeah, she just took the ID, shouldn't we? Yeah, <laughs> drew it out. Go on, go on, Les. But then Les would have failed. Then Ricky would have won the so like, I can't win a game on table four. Standard. Just swap tables to table five, then be like, look, just, guys, just, just put get just pencil a one next to the four. You'd be fine. I'm yeah. on table fourteen. Don't know what you're talking about. No, no, no! I put it the other side of the four. Before you won, yeah. yeah I said, I'm <laughs> events that big, are they? <laughs> <laughs> You're not that bad. Come on. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm average best. <laughs> um. So, overall, bit of spoilers. You won the event, didn't you, Terry? Yep. Well I was done. happy with that. Well done, mate. Finally got our first place in uh, on my own, not in a doubles. <laughs> exactly. Um, Good. second place. Was it Matt Lyons, wasn't it? Matt Lyons. But yeah. out of the blue, that one. That it? came out of nowhere. Like I thought he was just rocking around mid tables with like a fun list for the weekend, like his hobby army thing. Turns out he was actually smashing people up. Well I think you get you get a lot of points for having like your army nominated and, and sports as well. So he's just getting yeah. points there. He's ticking all those boxes, but he's not a bad player, Matt, in the no, day, you know. And he was so. he was putting on a good good showing as well. But it's weird because I didn't really see him. Like No, I didn't to be fair like even in the in the social but um yeah well done well done Matt. yeah well done Matt. that's always yeah, well that was done. a good 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 victory that was um Most and then cool. third place was ricky wasn't it chippy yeah. rick chippy rick look there at that go. gets gets an army on the table that's painted i think he got his list in on his time as well time. <laughs> yeah the list was submission was on the no it wasn't advanced wasn't it it wasn't on the day no it was on the day yeah, it was on the day yeah it was on the yeah. day yeah so you did no list penalty that's why you, that's why you come third Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um and uh painting wise, so um not say the important one. Number four. What's number Jim Bob, four? fourth place. He didn't get the prize, did he? 
he's the new bridesmaid. Oh, what he's, he's the new, new Terry. Uh, yeah, he's I think I came, guy. I came sixth. Was it? Yeah, yeah. And then um, painting. Yeah, obviously. Um, do you want to go top to bottom? If you can remember, Mitzi. Uh, it was Mitzi, Rob Ellis, then me. Yeah, so Rob uh, so, Mitzi won best painting with his iron jaw. So well done, Mitzi. Yeah, yeah well done, Mitzi. And Rob Ellis with his Silver Neff Order mixed army and his cool prime conversion came second. And uh, yeah. Les conferred with uh, with your new Silver Neff hunters. Yeah, which were tucked so, neatly away so in my, the units, which were uh, <laughs> yeah. My my but, first question earlier on in the show: Where did you hide the unpainted models? They were so, unpainted. Sorry, not finished models. No, okay, but, so. yeah, but Les's unfinished is not the same as. Like no, everyone they, else's, they, is it? That's the point. Yeah, three dollars really, really unfinished. Um, so, yeah, like, I, I, Chris came up to me and said, "Can you put your army up for, for, for painting?" And I was like, "No, nah, man, it's like it's not. It's not like these aren't finished." And he was like, "Just put it up anyway, mate. You'll be fine." And I was like, "All right." And what I essentially did is because I've got three units of three bow hunters, and I've got six hunters that are finished to the standard of the rest of the army, and I've got a unit of three that are based appropriately um everything's base coated and washed the golds sort of like only had two stages of highlights on it and not the full highlight in um i hadn't done any of the glowing parts on them um but they were finished they weren't unfinished models everything was painted appropriately and washed and only had like they just weren't brought up to the same level they weren't brought up to the same level as the rest of the army and chris uh i I was talking to chris about it and i was just like you know i'll put them out and i just put what i did is i put I, i deployed when I set them up, I put you two, put them in a little triangle, two painted hunters, and you in put the, the one that was hunter. in the middle at the back. At the back, yeah. <laughs> and I did that for three times. So you That's split fine. the unfinished unit across three units, That's like fine. your style. Yeah, but then it's just it's fine, isn't it? <laughs> but it's player vote. It's player vote. People look so at it and they go, fine. "I really like that." I can see that he's kind of just not finished that. But the rest of the army is really nice. I give him okay. a vote anyway. I did the standard thing of put like Dreitcher, which is like the first or second time Dreitcher's been out, and the Tree Lord Ancient that looks really good. I put that at the and at the front with my six side hunters that are quite imposing, and they're all done behind them. And then most people don't see past that, do they? Well, it's, it players votes. Yeah, yeah, I don't think anyone begrudges you. The rest of the army is still really, really nice. So it's, it's, not, like, it's not like they're not painted. But we're just giving you a bit of stick about. Yeah, I mean, I even tried to give like give said to Chris give the give the trophy to gary because gary missed out didn't he come forth with an honorable mention i'm glad he missed out yeah because really? that speaker was doing my head in well, that speaker was doing he had, your head. He had like that speaker playing like the witcher soundtrack and i was oh, like, like what is that noise what is that I really annoying that noise and it, well, it was only during when he had it set out and i it, oh right i i just don't don't try and be steve foot you're not steve foot you're not you're not just don't bother I'm only kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm like, wow, this has got dark. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> like, I was like just bashing on him. No, I, I, I'd, uh, <laughs> so I think we'll wrap up the event there. Um, but what we should probably do is just talk about the actual event event. Yeah. yeah. So, so let's talk about the Cheltenham guys quickly. Oh, yeah, that's got to be mentioned. Because that was awesome. So what did you do, Les? Well, there was a WhatsApp group that was uh, set up um, 
because obviously it was Chris's birthday weekend, um, that we there was an ongoing joke about the the guy is dressing up like Chris Tomlin, and and Liam uh, Cook um, basically decided to get everyone together and say let's get like you know the the t-shirts like tomlin's got like you know with the, the big armbands cut into the sides you could see your man boobs um and you just get fake tattoo sleeves and let's get sort of like a flat peak cap and basically have mega chump in, in instead of mega boss put on it um because the, the weekend before we were at the war chief event and me and chris basically dressed identical and the boys are like oh you could dress up like fucking chris um so yeah like liam arranged it all and it was all a bit hush-hush, and you boys missed out on it by about a day. Uh, by... Nobody would have wanted to see me in one of those tops, mate. Yeah, I, I was I was rocking a vest anyway, so people were already subjected to that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think it would have been quite funny. Gather you in some fake tattoo sleeves or a flat peak on us. Yeah, yeah, that would been cool. Fake glasses. Um, so, um, and yeah, we just all dressed up like Chris Tomlin. And, um, I like the, the fact it had a Black Sun the tri- a tribute band. Chris, Chris Tomlin, Tomlin a tribute band on the front. Yeah. Mega Chumps, uh, a Chris Tomlin tribute band was what they were called. Jim Bobby, we Jim Boss. Oh, mate, just wait till South Coast. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Just wait till South Coast. Oh. God. Yes. I've got um, to carry off air about that, by the way. Cool. There yeah, was right. also there was a Hawaiian saw themed thing going on for yeah. Hawaiian shirts for no reason at all, like a week before the event. Was it something you started because then you're going to make cocktails? I was talking about bringing a blender and ice and drinking like really bright coloured fruity cocktails all weekend. And then someone started talking about Hawaiian shirts. Then probably, what, 20 people turned up in Hawaiian shirts and like flowery shorts. And there was some pretty graphic like jean shorts on uh, Dave. Oh, Paul, that was horrible! One of the swindling guys. I don't he looked really know like why he was doing it. Dave had he some... looked like the dude from that. Uh, what's the advert? Not go compare, is it? Money supermarket, where the guys, um, in like the jean hot pants with the high heels, and I, he I... basically had like full on hairy legs out with hot pants. It was uh, quite big. You talk to him, and you'd almost feel like some of his leg hair was in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> It was, just, it was unsettling. I think the worst thing is he had shaved his beard off. I know, yeah. He had, he had like all of the, the beard that he had is on his legs. On it, his legs. It was, it was horrible. It was, it was graphic. I don't even really actually feel a little bit traumatised. It's, it's just the fact he had jorts on and they were really hard. Oh, I kept looking around and being sick in my mouth. <laughs> you, didn't see, like, you didn't see man boob, you saw like Dave in his jorts. With it, was his when, it was people wearing the Tomlin tops when they leaned over the table and it just... There was just too, there was too much side boob going on. Oh, I was thinking about making me sick. It was like, Terry, can you put, Les, can you put your nipples away? Sorry, Terry. <laughs> I think Terry was more like, get your nipples out. He's like, yeah, let me touch him. So yeah. you, you were making cocktails, weren't you, Terry? I made Blue Lagoon cocktails, which is mana potion. Blue Lagoon at the start, and they were bright blue, and they looked like mana potions. I, I did. Uh, you made me some... Some well, Jaeger, Jaeger. I had cinnamon and beer? vanilla, yeah, but I had Jaeger, which was cinnamon and vanilla flavors. Really nice. Yeah, I shared some brew dogs with Mitzi and and you know and those guys, and we had. Um, I was on it. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah, drank the whole bottle of Jaeger. That all went. Um, then I was on the rum. Had some beers. It's good times. Good times. Um, 
highlight of the weekend for me was noticing how Andy Talbot is unsettled by you and how different people are unsettled. Uh, it turns out that Terry has kryptonite, which is Sam Davis drunk. So <laughs> Sam would find Terry no matter where he was, and he would touch him and he would hug him. He, he, he was just all over me. It you, was just too much. Funny you, you, you'd start to like get a cheeky little grin on your face. You saw him coming. You were like looking at it. Kept, you couldn't like stop just giving like sideways looks and you were like don't come near me Where is don't come don't, near me don't, don't do it don't do it and then he'd be like all over you like a fucking tramp on chips and he was like he kissed you twice outside and you were like sam i'm gonna fucking punch you in a minute and then he was trying to mount you and then he tried to, like, <laughs> it was just it was it was amazing but and this like, didn't let up this happened all day and all night into the bowling as well it, because he was really drunk, he'd come over, me and him would talk comic books for a bit, and then he'd look at me, and I'd go, Terra's over there, and he'd be like, yeah, yeah, and then he'd go over. <laughs> it, was, um, it, it was all fun and games, it was, uh, although when he was covered in curry sauce, and, and he, he was, was a bit of a mess at that point. Cheese, and it was in his beard, and, you know. Well, yeah. we won't get too much detail about what people got up to on tour. Yeah, what happens on tour stays on tour. Exactly. And then we, uh, we also had the bowling, didn't we? Yeah. So Which that was always a good laugh. Fifty people turned up to. Yeah, and I think my highlight of the bowling was seeing Liam Cook doing the flying forehammer, yeah. um, and also like Pano just being destroyed in not only on the punch bag machine by of all people Dave, yeah, and, <laughs> and on the the forehammer by Liam, um, and Tim Bamford. He's a beast. He's <laughs> a beast. My God. <laughs> um, bowling was fun. It got a little bit boring. Um, I think you just need one game. Yeah, maybe. But I think, you know, I think it's really good. I think they, the staff were a little bit shocked about how much, like, how many people and how busy they were. But, you know, that should be a good thing, right? Yeah, because the guy looked really, he like, really annoyed that he was how serving. many people wanted to buy drinks. Yeah. He was like, oh, just no let up. No let up. People buying drinks. Yeah, but so, you're, oh, you're doing like twenty quid rounds continuously all night. Yeah, but so, you won't see any of it, will you? I'm doing uh, my job. Oh, oh, I've got to do a busy night. Oh, yeah, but you know it's like sometimes you're at work and you just like oh, I just want to have an easy day. Yeah, uh, but it was cool. I mean, I that that there was a, there was a lot of fun to be had on that, and I think the uh, the social of the events really good. Um, the organisation's really good. There was some prize support. Um, the you got the glass you know which i always like yeah. uh the food was really good fish and chips um but it's you know obviously Loz's uh fish and chip shop with the curry sauce when she can be bothered to get out of bed lazy bitch um <laughs> <laughs> it's all appreciated and there was birthday cake at the end as well yeah, and a few yeah. cheeky pieces of that um then we sat we, in the car for about seven hours it wasn't that long it felt about like, four it felt i was like, home in an hour yeah yeah <laughs> It was it was good fun. I think um, if you get the chance to go down to the event, uh, you definitely should. Uh, really, really good, good laugh, good I crowd. I think it's one of the best events of the year. Yeah, I'd say for for me that was just what we needed, like gaming wise, because I've yeah. been on a proper low. Like I've just not really been enjoying the games, um, and it was you know I, I went down there and I knew it was going to be a good event. But I just didn't quite realise how much being surrounded by your mates and playing a game that you love w- would do with like being well organised and stuff. It was just you know fair play to Chris. It's like I'll go to every event that he does. I think. Yeah. Next one's uh, is it Blackout in Cardiff? 
Yeah, uh, tickets ticket on sale, sale this weekend. Saturday. Yeah. Saturday. And speaking of events, Facehammer tickets on sale Thursday, which might be after this show, probably will yeah. be. Um, so yeah, Facehammer tickets out now, if they're not sold the, out. The link is already yeah. up, you there can you go, go to the page, um, but you can't actually click buy yet because they're not stocked. So they're there, you can see what the event's about, there's a rough overview, what it's going to be. There's still things that need to be confirmed, but it, it's... There, ready. there probably will be some sort of seminar but we haven't discussed it so we didn't want to put it on the ticket because we're not sure that a it's happening or b what format so it may not be a seminar there might be some painting stuff going on it might just be like a Q&A I don't know if people want to do that I think the seminar was quite successful last year um, yeah. oh, people loved it but it was I don't mind doing it but it's just it's a lot to do in a weekend so it's a lot we have a Friday side event and everything as well there's just a lot going on, so um, I I do kind of I did enjoy it though, so I, I probably will do something, but I'm not sure what yet. So I didn't want to put anything in there, but we will we will give more details out as we get closer. Um, Are we going to be doing the sword trophies again? I hope so. They uh, the trophies will be some sort of weapon, I believe. Um, I want to do similar, if not the same, but um, we'll see. What I we think they were a highlight because... for people. They were proper epic. Yeah, I mean, so, who doesn't want to win one, right? Yeah, they can't really go back to normal trophies once you've had that many, can you? No. So I need to. We need to sit down and, and discuss all this anyway, because it's not. We've we've all been a bit busy with uh, with with real life and work and stuff, and it's quite a way away from us at the moment. But definitely need to start considering it in the next month or so. So we'll um, we'll give more details out. Uh, but it's General's Handbook, um, two thousand points, uh, and it will be one list, not two, as last year. Um, mm. They'll probably be Twitch streaming because, you know, it's an element, that's what we do. Um, and we're going to try and do the media coverage again. Uh, probably try and hopefully get more videos out quicker, uh, see what we can do. I need to talk to Liam about that and, and actually skill myself up as well, uh, which I might be the one doing the editing and the releasing, but I, I need to actually learn how to do it. Um, yeah, a few things like that. So we'll look forward to it. Obviously, Golden Demon Painting Style competition, uh, we will still do. And also the side event on the Friday. Uh, reason for people to turn up and game uh, there you go so um, if you've got any questions or want to know about it just drop us a line uh, we'll consider it but uh, more details will come out soon for Facehammer GT 2017 boom yeah Bam. can't wait to sit behind that desk and run a spreadsheet for two days again you love it mate you oh. live for it it's good yeah. <laughs> well, to be honest mate, that was the best thing about that weekend I didn't see you oh, it's harsh I'm joking no, it's, I thought it was good. You, you're a fucking, you're a fucking beast on that, on that, mate. You, awesome. you found your like, you know, you found your niche, Terry. Admin. Admin, admin, basically doing my job. Yeah. Anyway, it's all good. Um, we've probably still got some mugs still, <laughs> so we get to the event. Um, they're still available on the website. Mugs. So are the dice. Uh, and. We have a disclaimer though. If you have face hammer dice, you're not allowed to use them against us because there's nothing worse than being schooled up by your own dice. No, I love it. I hate I it. it. I love it when people got the face hammer dice, especially when I beat them. Wow. And they go, "Yeah, you're trying to use my own power against me. It doesn't work." Just be better. Just be better, Les. Well, not as well, yeah. The priority dice. It's lovely. It's lovely when you'd be better at rolling priority dice. Yeah, man. It's all about skill. Believe. Yeah. Nice right. Okay, so we're going to have a break. Uh, we'll come back and we're going to get into corn. 
So uh, are you back in a minute? Cool. Facehammer is sponsored by Element Games. So for great customer service, all the latest Age of Sigmar releases at 20% off, and all your hobby needs, go to www.elementgames.co.uk. To support us directly, click through the banner on our website and let them know that you came from us. And we're back from the break, so uh, it's time to talk the Blades of Corn. Bloodletters! Yeah. Is a new battle tome in the same vein as Disciples of Zinch, really, isn't it? Yeah. So it's basically chaos, bloodbound, and it's corn demons and it's mortals with the mark of corn basically yeah so let's we're not going to go and do like a full blown book review because a lot of the units are the same there's not like anything new really there's no new models uh it but there is new formations and allegiance abilities um so i've got the book in front of me so i'm going to talk about some of the stuff and why it's cool and what you can do with it it's cool. going to be very quick and dirty. It's, we're not going to cover the whole thing in detail. There's going to be stuff we miss. Um, you know, it's just just to give people an idea of some of the cool stuff that I've barely looked at this, if I'm honest. So it's going to be stuff that jumps out to me as I talk about it, and obviously from you guys as well. So the first thing cool. is the allegiance ability. So this is um, uh, blood for the blood god. So um, it's basically you get a blood tithe. Um, and this is, you get a point every time a unit belonging to either player is wiped out. So you can cool. only have eight maximum and um, you can spend them in either player's hero phase at any point, but only once in a phase. So you can't like spend one, then spend more. Then. So basically you get to do it once in each phase. Cool. Um, when you um, when you spend your blood tithe, it basically resets all of it to zero. So, oh, so if you have like seven and you only use two, you lose it all. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's interesting. So, um, it's it's basically to say is how you you could do something in each phase where you can wait and do something a bit cooler. So. What you can do is the following. So there's eight, obviously eight different things you can do. So that's the number of corn, and that's how many points number you can corn. have. So one is select a corn hero, um, and they can use a command ability on their war scroll. Um, if it's general, they can use another command ability. So could be quite useful, but not, you know. It depends on what the certain command abilities are, isn't it? I mean, it's good to get that inspiring presence off and something else as well, right? Yeah, I mean, I think you might want to be doing it if you had, like, a, I don't know, for example, a Bloodthirster and something else. I mean, for us, if you want to use a command ability, you're going to build your list around it. They're going to be a general, so yeah. not quite so useful. Inspiring Presence, not really that useful because you've probably okay. got banners, so... Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Good what show. if like, Archeon was your general? Because his command ability is all your other dudes get to use command abilities, right? Well, the Blood... Bloody exemplar is probably a bit useless then, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it mm. it could come up. Don't know. 
Um, Don't second is Spell Eater Curse. Um, choose this reward immediately after a wizard has cast a spell anywhere on the battlefield. It is automatically unbound. That's pretty strong. Yeah, really, really good. Because you can basically yeah. go, you're not having that spell. Yeah. So if you know you've got points in the bank and they're going to go into their turn and they've got Sal, they ain't moving. Yeah. You've unbound it. You want to worry about that gateway? Ah, don't worry about that now. Don't have to worry about it. It's gone. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, well, must Super size. strong. It's I think that's wide. one of the ones you'll see the most because it's cheap and yeah. it's really powerful. Yeah, of course it is. And what would be quite interesting, that if you were in, like, say you're in your opponent's hero phase and they do a spell and they kill a unit, you immediately get a point, then that might give you enough points to then stop another spell. Yeah. So even stopping a Mystic Shield could be game-breaking. Yeah, um, when you really need it, definitely. Yeah, I think that's really good. It's a really nice, cheap ability to use, um, especially with a lot of lists that rely on magic. Sort of yeah, because obviously once you've cast a spell, you can't cast that spell again. So even like stopping yeah. like allow the re- the silver neff uh, wounds back. Yeah, yeah. when vortex, you can shut down yeah. someone's long range magic phase by just going. No, nah, you're not having that bear wind. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Obviously, yeah. you've got to have two units have got to die before you can do yeah. it. So yeah. you might have to get those blood reavers well in their face to die. So that's, yeah. Um, murder lust is number three. Select a corn unit from your army. That unit can either move as it were the movement phase or charge if it was the charge phase. So you could charge them in their hero phase. Yeah. Pretty good. So what I, I was looking at what you could do with that is you could have your, say, your bloodletter bomb yep. move and run it turn one with a whip on it or something to get it really far up the table knowing that your opponent's going to go next then charge them in their hero phase. So your your big bloody low unit could get across really quick. I mean, obviously you've got to have the points, so it'd be like you know a delayed unit going across maybe. But there's there's still room to do some really cheeky stuff with that. I think it's going to make skull cannons really good. <sighs> yeah, maybe because they can pick off like little little units. But you wait till we get to the prayers. I know because you can get plus one to hit. I've, I've seen that one. You can stack it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just hitting on twos? Yeah. It's the wound roll. Threes. Demand, is it? Mm, there's a reason I don't use them. Threes are still better than, like, fours, mate. You yeah. take threes every day. It's like, you know, I never, ever whinge about the Colonel Hunters wounding on threes. It's more the, the hitting on fours. Yeah. Dance Rain. Crimson Rain. Number four. Roll a D3. All corn models on the battlefield. Bear in mind that's not friendly. That's all corn models. Immediately heal D3 win. Those D3 wins. So you roll that D3 and then every model heals that. So it's like you don't roll per unit. Um, five. Apocalyptic yeah. Frenzy. That unit can pile in and attack as if it was the combat phase. That's cool. There's in your opponent's hero phase, you can pile in an attack. Pretty that's good. that's tasty. Yeah, pretty good, right? Yeah, that's yeah. really. Uh, number six, uh, brass skull meteor. 
pick a single unit anywhere on the battlefield. It immediately takes D3 mortal wounds, and every enemy unit within eight roll a dice. On the four more, they take a mortal wound as well. So it's like a mortal wound explosion. So it's okay. Yeah. It could be quite useful if you wanted to pick off like a model that was on an objective or something like that, but um, I don't think it's quite expensive. Yeah. I think it's just like, you know six points, six units that must have died for that to happen. Um, and I think some of the other options are better. Uh, so number seven, Relentless Fury. To your next hero phase, each time a corn model is slain, you can pile in and attack with it before you remove it. Uh, and you use the lowest line on the damage table, so if you're like a monster, you count as if you've got like no wins left, because it's basically the the lowest point. So does, does that mean Blood Warriors pile in twice? Um, when they die? Probably not, because you've already removed it from the pile-in, so I don't think you could do it twice. Um, but it'd but be it quite does mean good all your Blood Letters <laughs> because you know, a good way to beat Blood Letters is to hit them first. Yeah, but if they're all hitting you back anyway, it's kind of... They basically just all become Blood Warriors. Yeah, exactly. I really like that one. Is it the, What's the wording on? Is it the same as the Fire Slayers one? What do you mean? Because like, they basically, that's what, the, the Fire Slayers have the same ability, don't they? Where they basically just pile in an attack. So I just yeah. wondered. Yeah. Probably the same, I don't know. Because I know that. You pile an attack before you remove it. Yeah, cool. So, um, Number eight, Blood Pack. Set up a new corn Demon unit anywhere on the battlefield, more than nine from enemy models. Not that useful in match play because you've got to play the points for it, and yeah. it's, you've got to have lost a lot of units or killed a lot of units to get that many points. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think that's really going to see a lot of play. Yeah, I don't think so. So that's the blood tithe. So, um, I think that's pretty cool. I think it's a very, very characterful thing, and I think it's going to really play into your opponent's mindset when you're playing because you can kind of throw stuff forward and go, "Well, are you going to kill it?" Or not? Yeah, give me those points. <laughs> so it, it, um, it definitely gives you something to think about again in the game. It's another element to learn when you're playing against Bloodbenders. In like, do I kill that one model for the points, or do I leave it? Because if I kill that model, it then ups his blood type, which means he can charge me and mm. you know, and do it that way. So it's, it's another thing. An attack, or just move with blood yeah. letters that already already deleted half your army. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. It's good. Okay. So, command traits. So, there's three sets of these. You'll be uh, glad to, to know that the first three are the same on all three charts. So, this is a bloodbound command trait, a corn demon one, and a corn mortal. So, they've all got the same first three. So, yeah. Um, Arch Slaughterer. You generate one additional blood tithe point each time your general slays an enemy hero or monster. That's okay. So yeah, if yeah. you want to get more tithe points, you could you could charge like say for example you're doing the bloodletter thing, you could have a bloodthirster go in and kill a hero, and the bloodletters have charged in and done a load of damage, and then you're guaranteed to have had two points then because your bloodletters killed something and no, sorry three points, and your first has killed that hero, um, and then that allows you to then charge in their go. Um, you know, immediately. So, uh, it well, could the be Bloodthirster could do it on his own. So he could go in, kill something, and he's getting the extra point, and then they kill the Bloodthirster back. 
Yeah, but you don't want the Bloodthirster dying, really, do you? No, but then it gives your opponent that, do you know, if you kill my Bloodthirster, I'm going to get a point, and then the Bloodletters are going to charge you in your turn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so but, it, I mean, it kind of gives your Bloodthirster a bit of survivability, because they don't want to kill it. And if you get up to five, then obviously you compile an attack, so... Um, yeah. That's okay. I don't I don't think you'll see it um, played a lot, that one. Um then there's unrivaled battle lust. If your general is within twelve of an enemy unit, but not within three, at the end of any of your opponent's charge phases, you could immediately attempt to charge. So okay. you can charge, you can counter charge. I think that's quite good. Um, yeah, yeah. Because obviously, like, there's times when people charge in and they go, well, "I don't want to contact your general." Oh, I don't want to get dragged that in, and you can then you could then counter charge, and it means as well people have got to be. You could have him like just off of an objective, so then they do their charge phase. They may not even charge; they may have just run onto the objective. But you're now within range to charge them. So at the end of their phase, you could just charge them. Yeah. So it's quite. I think it's quite good. Um, it, yeah, I think that will see some play. Um, yeah. Slaughterborn. Reroll all your generals' hit rolls when making attacks in the close combat. So failed hit rolls. So it's okay. That's... That could be pretty good on like a bloodthirster or something. Yeah. Um, then we go into the three specific traits for each um, faction. So bloodbound first. So mark of the cannibal. If your general slays one or more enemy models in the combat phase, they heal a wound at the end of the phase. I think that's really good. Because it's just a way to get wounds back. Yeah. Obviously, it's only bloodbound, so you're talking like. Yeah, but they don't heroes. really have any healing mechanics, so it's no. really good. It's quite good. You imagine like a mighty Lord of Corn just getting his wound back. Yeah. Or even yeah, down Juggernaut. Like, and then you use the blood um, thingy D3 heal all the corn units as well. Yeah. So that's some pretty good survivability stacked on top of that. Yeah, I think it's quite it's quite useful, especially if you're going to be going in and just like murdering hordes. Um, again, it's only one wound back per phase, though, so it's not like you, it's not like super healing. Um, so, Bloodsworn, corn mortal units from your army moving eight can use his bravery, so no one cares. Uh, Disciple of Corn, add one to the attack characteristics of all melee weapons wielded by your general, but not by their mount. Again, okay, maybe you could have one extra attack on your axe of realities, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. I still think the charge one's probably the best. Um, I can't really see past that one to be honest. Rerolling hits is good as well, so even one of those two I think will stand out. Um, Corn Demon, so fourth one is immense power. Add one to damage characteristic for all melee weapons wielded by your general. I think that's really good. Which one's this? The demon one? Demon one. If you give it to a bloodthirster. Mm, that's pretty tasty. Plus one damage characteristic's pretty good, isn't it? You, you just want the one that's got loads of damage one attacks, then all of a sudden, yeah. Or you just it's pretty take... good. So it's got like, you know, D3 or damage 3, and then it's suddenly damage 4, damage D3 plus 1. Makes it a lot better, doesn't it? Um, yeah, I find with the Bloodthirster, though, that those attacks, they're very few and miss often, but the ones mm. that you get a lot of damage one, they they hit easily, 
So that would actually sure, probably make he it gets, quite tasty. He gets six attacks, hitting on twos, wounding on threes against heroes and monsters. Yeah, true. It's not, it's not awful, is it? I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I think it's it's quite good. I think you'll see that one. That's that's pretty strong. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, the Rafa Corn Bloodthirster is you know, it, it's it's pretty solid. It's damage D three, Ren two, threes and threes and twos, uh, plus one to hit against monsters and a re-roll hit. So it's freeze to hit, re-rolling, wounding on twos with two rend, and you'd be damage D three plus one. It's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Six attacks, and then if you've got a banner, seven attacks. Yeah, and then if it, it sort of can easily add it up, get it up higher. Um, yeah. Aspect of death. Each time an enemy unit within eight fails a battle shock test, one additional model flees. Eh, yeah, okay. I just think you'd rather two, two kill situational more models. if you don't know what army you're playing against. I just think you're better off killing more models, right? Yeah. yeah. So, devastating blow. Any wound roll of six for attacks made by your general inflict a number of mortal wounds equal to the weapon's damage characteristic. I really like that one. Yeah, that's really that, good. Okay, so it's just six. Well, yeah. Hmm. Six or more? No. Six. Mm. So, that, so, yeah, but it's not. it doesn't say a natural roll of a six, does it? So, Well, it's not really a thing, is it? No, that's... I don't know how you... So if you're modifying your hit rolls, that six, if you roll a six, it'd become a seven? If you're getting plus one to hit, so you you'd I think only five to clarify for it, don't they? Because yeah, that's really, most that's other really things weird. in the game are six or more. Yeah. So, but let's assume it's a natural six, which I think is probably what yeah. it means. Um, you know, we just talked about the blood first, the six attacks. We roll a six. It's D three mortal wounds. It's all right, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think pretty that's good. It. Yeah. 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 Mortal wound output's always always good, you know. Um, when you get additional mortal wounds for doing nothing, as in on top of your extra normal attacks for free, like bloodletters and stuff, well, they're no, just instead, amazing. Instead of your normal weapons. Damage. Oh, instead of your normal. Oh, okay. So well, you, yeah, still you just amazing. bypass armor basically. Yeah. So I still think it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, corn mortal ones. So you've got hungry for glory. You can re-roll all hit and wound rolls of one when attacking heroes and monsters. Mm, yeah. Uh, Berserker Lord. Roll a dice each time your general suffers an unsaved wound or mortal wound in the combat phase. On a five or six, the wound or mortal wound is ignored. Oh, that'd be nice on the Jugger hero with his already tankiness. I don't think he can have it, can he? Is he bloodbound or is he called mortal? He's... Got corn mortal and corn bloodbound, I think. Possibly, but I I think what's important there is only the combat phase. Yeah. Uh, he does have mortal corn and bloodbound. Yeah. And no demon, because the juggernaut's not a demon, right? Because the juggernaut's a demon, but it's not got the demon keyword. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you know it's the same with like um, skull crushers, isn't it? They don't have the demon keyword either, unfortunately. Um, yeah. So I think it's okay. I think that you could take that. Uh, violent urgency. You can re-roll failed charge rolls for your general on any corn units from your army within eight at the start of the charge phase. Yeah, that's pretty good. 
yeah. quite good. Reroll charges can't really go wrong with that. I mean, Reckless yeah. was always like the go-to choice, wasn't it? I, I think that one in a corn army is like just a, you would always take that, surely, because you're yeah. a combat-based army. You want to be making those charges. Yeah, I think so, and it allows you to take a command ability that isn't about re-rolling charges or getting bonuses to charge. Um, you know, because you've already got that as a trait, so you don't need to worry yeah. about it. Hmm. Yeah. Seems legit. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. In terms of mortals, I'm not sure what you would take as your general. Like, I, I don't, I haven't really thought about slaves to darkness stuff. Corn lord um, on a jugger. Yeah, but maybe you'd take the demonic mount hero. Yeah, he's pretty good because um, he's obviously got like he's pretty cool model, um, and maybe manacle. Don't know, maybe. No. Yeah, I'm not sure. There's not really. It's actually a bit weird because they don't really have like these like big bombastic heroes that are. No, they don't. They've like, got lots named... of cool little heroes. Yeah, that aren't like big name monsters. Yeah. Obviously, Scarbrand's a standout, but you can't give it to him. Can't so. give it to him. So, um, so artifacts then. So if you've got the artifacts, you've got mortal ones, and you've got banners, and you've got trophies, and you've got demonic gifts. So cool. it's pretty cool. Uh, and you've also got demonic adornments. Ooh. So yeah, basically. Um, all the different types of artifacts, whether it's a murderous artifact or a totem or a demonic adornment, they all use up your artifact slot. So it's not like you get any additional like like Stormcast with the the mount special ability. Um, so murderous artifacts are for mortal heroes. Obviously, a lot of the Bloodbound heroes are also mortal. Um, so we have murderous artifact is the Heartseeker. Um, it's a hero's melee weapon. You can reroll failed wound rolls. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, cool. Collar of corn. You can unbind one spell in each enemy hero phase, same manner as a wizard, which could be useful. Um, blood drinker. Pick one of the hero's uh, weapons to be blood drinker. At the end of a combat phase in which the bearer inflicts any unsafe wounds, they immediately heal. So that's not killing a model, that's inflicting wounds. That's quite good I think because if you yeah, could you take that, that with, the, with trait, the other take yeah. that with the trait and you're you're racking yeah. up two wounds a phase yeah so it's yeah, that's, pretty good that's nice uh, the gore cleaver pick one of the heroes melee weapons to be gore cleaver extra rend so it's an extra rend it's pretty good and any wound rolls of a six inflict a number of mortal wounds equal to the weapon's damage instead of normal damage so mm. I think that would be quite good on the jugger hero. Yeah. So he's got an extra rend, and if you roll that six to wound, you're not only damage free, but you're just doing straight free mortal wounds. Yeah. But if, yeah, if you don't, you're still rend too. <laughs> yeah, which is awesome, right? Yeah, that's pretty good. Crimson plate, add reroll save rolls of one for the bearer. Uh, and the blood rune, generate one additional blood tithe each time the bearer of a blood rune slaves an enemy hero. So if that's your general. You could get three points for killing something. Yeah, not, it's bad. not bad. Yeah, yeah. The banners of corn. So this obviously goes to people with the totem keyword. Um, so banner of rage. Reroll hit rolls of one in combat phase 
for corn models from your army within eight. So that's models, not units. So it's quite short range. Yeah. Um, if you're if the model that you're affecting already has the ability to reroll hit rolls of one, you can reroll all hit rolls for the model instead. Oh, that's quite nice. Because I think doesn't the blood blood letters get reroll. They get reroll ones if there's a demon hero nearby. Yeah, so that would be... And Blood Warriors reroll ones if they've got paired axes. Skull Reapers reroll... Are they reroll wounds of one, I think? No, Skull Reapers do ones to hit, I think. Ones to hit, yeah, on their demon weapons. So rerolling to hit on them is pretty good. Yeah. But it's only models within eight of the banner. Yeah, you'd have to be quite... That'd be quite a defensive one. Either that or the banner's running with the unit, but... So presumably these banners, you have to give them to like a blood secretor who is a banner. Well, it, you give it to someone who's got the totem keyword. So I think it is just the blood secretor. I think the only thing else would be the war shrine, but that's not a bloodbound hero. Yeah, so it's probably just. Can you still secretor. open the portal of skulls? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it, it oh yeah, bit situational. Uh, banner of wrath. In your each of your hero phases, roll a dice for any each enemy unit within eight of the bearer. On a four or more, they take D three mortal wounds. That's quite nice. That is good, isn't it? Yeah, cheeky little like arcane bolt on a four plus. Yeah, you could use. Uh, well, you wouldn't have the allegiance, then, would you? I was trying to think if you could get him, how you could get him across the table. Um, yeah. I mean, what you could do, you could do certain really renegade, and use like a slaughter priest to force them to run towards your banner. Yeah, bit bit random in that, but I, no, I don't think these are very good because they're just too short. The range is too short. Uh, Banner of Blood uh, reroll failed charge rolls for corn units within eight of the bear at the start of the charge phase. That's pretty good. Yeah, but would you take that over every other artifact that is available? No, no, you wouldn't, would you? No. Um, the trophies of war. These are corn bloodbound heroes. Uh, the Skull Helm of Corn. Your opponent must add one to the result of Battleshock tests uh, for units within eight of the bearer. Situational. Mm. Yeah, yeah, same as before, just do more damage. Although that could be comboed with the trait. Yeah. So that you add two to the rolls, so you could be killing two extra. Well, it's if one model flees, an extra one goes. Oh, right, okay, yeah. Meh. Yeah, not, it doesn't get me excited. No. no. This one I like. Blood forged armor. When you make save rolls of the bearer, ignore the enemy's rend characteristic unless it's minus two or better. That's, that's really good. good. That's nice. And that's corn bloodbound heroes. Yeah. So you can put that on the jugger. Basically, the common theme here is put it on the jugger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he's he's innately tanky with a decent damage profile, so it just makes him even better. Getting juggy with it. Getting juggy with it. (laughs) The Brazen Rune. Roll a dice each time the bearer suffers any unsaved wounds or mortal wounds as a result of a spell. On a 2+, the wound or mortal wound is ignored. Once per game, you can expend the rune's power to automatically unbind one enemy spell, after which the rune would have no longer effect. Put on the Jugger Hero because he gets a 4 plus ignore anyway, so then you're getting a 2 no. plus ignore and a 4 plus ignore. What it doesn't say there, it doesn't say that it's got a range on it. 
This is once hey. in the game you can choose to expend the runes to automatically unbind one enemy spell. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> so there's no range there's no range cap on that. So you can just unbind from the other end of the table. Yeah. It's a it's a dispel scroll. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing, right? But but because it's an artifact, if you've got say two battalions, you could take three of those. Uh, yeah, yeah, potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the Blade of Endless Bloodshed. Pick one of the heroes' many weapons to do the Blade of blah blah blah. At the end of any combat phase in which you slew one or more enemy models, you generate one Blood Tithe point in addition to any others. Wow. So you can just get Blood Tithes for killing a model out of the enemy army. Yeah, that's, that's good. Mm-hmm. Seems mm-hmm. legit. Seems strong, right? Yeah. I think these sort of things are where it's going to start sort of like tipping the balance of them. Like, you know, yeah. having the, the odd bit here and there. I mean, I always thought the army was good anyway, but I think sort of like all these little tricksy things that you can do now, sort of like it's going to add a different dynamic to the army. Yeah, I'm quite excited about doing some corn, pure cornless. Um, but obviously you have to see when it happens when it when it's yeah. here. And we're allowed to use it, because I don't think I can use it at the heat, which is this weekend. Because yeah, it's released on the weekend. Yeah. yeah, I might email them and see what they say, but they probably say no. They um, it, they did the same thing with the Zinch book in, the, in Heat 1, because it was released on the day, and they said that you weren't allowed to use it. So it'd be the same as this, wouldn't it? I imagine so. But I, I don't know, because it's not like there's any new models, is there? So, um, anyway. Yeah, true. Mark of the Destroyer. Double the attack characteristic of the bearer's many weapons, but not the mounts. However, if you fail to slay an enemy model, in <laughs> if you make attacks, so you can choose not to attack, obviously, but if you fail to slay any enemy models, the bearer is immediately slain. And you get a cow spawn. Which you'd have to pay for out of your reinforcement pool. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, but doubling so who, your attack. Who can take that? A bloodbound hero. Put it on the corn jugger. <laughs> <laughs> get a juggy of it. Give, yeah, I'll give him six attacks with his with his axe. Better not. Better not fluff. Plus, the, plus, the, like a corn banner for better seven. Better not fluff. Yeah, but you know, kill goblins. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You just roll like all ones and twos and go, oh, I'm dead. It's alright, use your triumph to re-roll the hit. <laughs> and then forget you, it. You remember about it. Yeah. Forget about it. Uh, Talisman of Burning Blood. Um, add one to run rolls for the bearer and any corn units from your army within eight. In addition, add one to any charge rolls for the bearer and any corn units from your army within mm, that's eight. That's not too bad. So it's quite nice. You can combine that with the whip and the blood first to run and charge. So you could basically get your your blood letter bomb really, really, really quick. Um, yeah. Could you take the command trait reroll to charge as well? Could do. Yeah. Yeah. Be nice. Get some sweet that's a long charge you can make with a reroll. That's that's pretty tasty. Uh, demonic gifts. So Argraf, the king of blades. Uh, one of the heroes' many weapons. Always hits enemy models, hero models on a two. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, death dealer. Uh, pick one of the heroes many to be death dealer. Plus one damage characteristic. So if you had death dealer and 
the other trait, you could your bloodthirster could be doing D three plus two damage on his attacks. Yeah, that's Blech. that's messy. <laughs> wow, really? D three plus two? You could get five damage on each attack that goes through with rend two, re-rolling to hit against heroes wounding on twos, with yeah, the banners giving me extra attacks. Yeah, tasty. I love it. You know, yeah, blood first, aren't you? Mate, I've already got one. I love the blood first, it's amazing. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, off the blood hunger. Um, pick one of it's a yeah, one of the weapons. Each time an enemy hero or monster suffers any unsaved wounds or mortal wounds from this weapon, it is locked in time and cannot attack until all other units have attacked that phase. So mm, right, isn't it? Yeah, I think you just take more damage. Though. Yeah, just kill it dead. <laughs> just kill it before it attacks. It's better, right? You don't need to lock it if it's dead. <laughs> the Hellfire Blade. Uh, wound rolls of six. Only six. Yeah, six or more. Yeah, see, that's weird. They wound. need to FAQ what that actually means. I think it should say six or more in all these cases. Because it it makes sense, right? That's what everything else is. Yeah. So because it, it to... just because you modify the hit roll, it it basically means if you're on like plus one to hit sixes don't do anything, and then fives actually trigger it because yeah. they're now your sixes. That's so weird. It is weird. Um, Unless they mean it as a natural six. But yeah, it shouldn't say a natural. But six, there's no right? reference to natural six, and there's is no there, such so... thing as a natural six in terms of it's not explained, is it? No, it's that's what I mean. Like you know, because in the game you say on a if you roll a six, that's after modifiers. As a game yeah. principle, isn't it? Yeah. So if it said in brackets before modification or something, then it'd be yeah. It just needs an FAQ to say what it actually means. Yeah. Otherwise, it's really janky mechanic. Yeah. I'm minus then you one to, to hit, just... but I've got plus one to hit, so I'm doing it on a natural six. I'm minus one to hit, so. I'm... I can't get it because it's now sevens. Yeah, I'm plus two to hit, so now it only works on fours. Yeah, but then fives and sixes don't trigger it. Yeah, weird. Yes, weird. Um, harvester of skulls. Uh, add one attack. Meh. Yeah, just take more damage. Yeah, there's a lot of ways to do that. So <laughs> yeah, uh, the Helmoth's bane. Uh, one of the heroes. Guess what? This is good against. Uh, you can re-roll failed wound rolls uh, and choose to re-roll any damage rolls when attacking enemy monsters. So re-rolling damage rolls is good. Yeah, because you could re-roll all those D3s yeah. on your blood first. So you get to re-roll to wound, and then you can go, I've got D3 damage. Oh, I rolled like ones and twos, I'll re-roll those. <laughs> all those twos become ones. <laughs> yeah, but if D3, it doesn't matter, does it? So. Yeah. Um, but I think that's quite a... Quite a quite a cool item. Yeah, I like that. I think you'll see that, but I I out of all of those you've listed, it's gonna be the charge, add to charge, reroll charge, and add two damage. Yeah. Out there's so many, I think you're just gonna see the like the top one or two from each category every time. Yeah, possibly. I think that's that's the danger in it. There's so many. It's like the Sylvanet though, isn't it? Who, how many people have you ever seen not take the plus, what is the, plus one armor save? Yeah, or no, no, red one or whatever it is? All the yeah. rest of it, yeah. I think it's right, always the, right the same. You see from time to time, which is the uh, minus one to, to hit, to get, 
or like you know against everything. So. Yeah, I've seen people talk about it, but I've never actually seen it at an event. <laughs> okay, we've still got the adornments to do. So there's more, more gifts. It's like eight pages of this. Yeah, well, probably it's a sacred number. Um, Crimson Crown. When making attacks with the bearer and any corn demon models from your army within eight in the combat phase, you can make one additional attack with that model for each hit roll of six you make. Again, same issue. Six or more, or natural six? Doesn't say. Any bonus attacks made in this manner must use the same weapon that generated them. So basically, you get extra attacks if you roll a six. Now, if that is on a six or more, blood letters become amazing. Ridiculous. So every mortal wound you do, you, get you also one. get another attack. Woo! Um, it is only models of an eight, not units. Yeah, but you can get a lot of models with an eight of a bloodthirster. If it was if it was units, that that would be ridiculous, right? I still think you could probably in eight inches, you could probably still tag like twenty blood letters with that. Probably, yeah. I mean, it's a big base, isn't it? So yeah, the armor of scorn. Uh, each time the bearer suffers a wound or mortal wound, roll a dice on a six. The wound or mortal wound is ignored. Add one to this roll if the wound or mortal wound was suffered as a rot of a spell. So that's all right, isn't it? Six yeah, up, okay. ignore, and five up against spells. Yeah. Yeah, it seems cool. Uh, mark of the Blood Reaper. Each time the bearer of a Mark of the Blood Reaper gets eight or more unsaved wounds in a single combat phase, you generate one Blood Tithe point. So, if you do eight wounds, you get a Blood Tithe. Mm, you just take the one way you kill a model, you get a thing, surely. Yeah, I think that's a Bloodbound one, though. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Collar of corn unbinds if you're a wizard. Yeah. Uh, Crimson soulstone immediately heal d3 wounds lost earlier in the battle each time the you slay an enemy hero. Mm. Could be quite nice. Yeah. Put on the jagged hero. <laughs> it's demon. Uh, so he can oh, no demon keyword. No. Uh, Mark of the Slayer. Uh, reroll hit rolls of one. In the combat phase for the bearer and all corn units within eight at the start of the combat phase. If the bearer charged earlier in the turn, you can also reroll wound rolls of a one in the combat phase for the bearer and all corn units within eight. That's quite nice. Reroll ones to hit and wound everything within eight when you charge. Pretty yeah, good. that's pretty nice. <laughs> Comboed with reroll to charge. Mm. Yeah. So that's the artifacts. There's a lot of them. Um, they're all quite cool. Um, there's a lot of different ones in there you might take. Um, I quite like just stacking the damage. Yeah, just all the damage, all the stack the charges or stack the damage. I think in terms of like reliability, you'll want to be going. Let's have our reroll charges guaranteeing those charges plus one. The charge guarantees you yeah. a double one on the charge is still going to get you in. Yeah, because you um, ain't going to do all that extra damage no, if you, you don't, don't make the get charge. Into combat, no. So you may as well just take. I think that you'll just see that looking at that now. Reroll charge and plus one to charge. Yeah, but I still like the idea of uh, Rafa Corn Bloodfirster doing D3 plus two damage. Yeah, that's nice. It's just the idea of it, like seven attacks. Oh, just, yeah, it makes me tingly. So, this is probably the most interesting thing in the book for me the Blood Blessings of Corn. So, each priest in a corn army knows an additional blessing chosen from the Blessing Corn addition to what they know. Um,. So this is this is really cool because this basically gives you 
spells in a corn army. Right, so if you just have, say, a mixed chaos army with a slaughter priest in, you don't have these, do you? No. No, okay. So, number one, bronzed flesh. Good paint. Um, if this prayer is successful, pick either the priest or a corn unit within eight, 16. Um, add one to saves. So it's basically a mystic shield. Shorter range. So but with all of these, they're cast on a four plus, right? Um, and if you roll a one, you get take D three wounds. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah, four or more. If you roll a one, you take D three more D three mortal wounds. But if you killed a model, you get plus one. So yeah, on a but three. the the stormcast prayers are on a three plus. Yeah, yeah, but you don't get wounded. No, but it's the same as the slaughter priest has that rule anyway. Yeah, it's... yeah. Um, I think you can cast uh, an extra one as well, so you can do both their prayers. Yeah, and because they currently, um, well, sorry, they they do stack, don't they? It's only South Coast that's stopping that. You could go prayer, 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 prayer. Ah, oh, plus four save. Yeah, you could if you roll four ups on all of them, and you've got four slaughter prayers. Yeah, yeah. why not? Yeah, um, blood sacrifice. If this prayer is successful, pick either the priest or a core unit within three. Takes D3 mortal wounds and you gain a blood tithe point. So I quite like that because if you add like a unit of like 10, like, um, uh, like blood reavers, you could literally have three priests just murder them. Like D3 mortal wounds from each priest, take them down to one model, then battle shock off. That would give you, you four, four tithe points. <laughs> So you could literally just so have like a little group of guys charge. that all the priests just well on and murder them all. Just be like, yeah, I've just murdered all these guys. Like the dagger from the Dark Elf book. Yeah. yeah. Back the sacrificial the blade, whatever it was. Yeah, that was amazing. Except really brutal. I just like the idea of these like sort of priests just like butchering these little these little ch- chode guys that are like, are we going to come for the corn? And they're like, yeah, you're going to die, bitch. And just, they just murder them all. Brilliant. I think it's quite a cool idea. I mean, it's nice because you can actually generate tithe points. Yeah. Um, it's a nice mechanic, isn't it? Like, you know, to be able to allow you to get those back, like the, the Zinka and allows you to roll a dice and get them back, don't you? Like the, the Destiny dice and stuff. Yeah, I think it allows you to. I mean, you could do that to Blood Letters, and then if you roll a one on the Battle Shock, you then get models back anyway. So you could intentionally do it. Um, also. I don't know if there's a way to ignore mortal wounds or get a save against mortal wounds, but you could you could do that. Um, so, resanguination. Uh, it's basically heal. So, you can heal D3 wounds within 16. So, it's only heroes or the priest. So, it's only heroes that can heal, but they're probably the only models you will want to heal. Yeah, yeah. But being able to heal, like, your blood secreted banner or your blood thirster or... Just, just these heroes that give you the buffs that are really important. <laughs> your juggernaut. <laughs> oh, jug- God's sake. He's a one-man wrecking crew. He is the one-man wrecking crew. Amazing. Um, He's going to have, like, plus damage, getting heals. <laughs> He's going to be a beast. Uh, Brazen Fury. Uh, pick a coin unit within 16. That unit does not have to take battle shocks. Okay, whatever. Um, Killing Frenzy, if this prayer is successful, pick a priest or call unit within 16, 
add one to the hit rolls until your next hero phase. Yay! Woo! Take five priests and give your blood letters plus five to hit. <laughs> really, if you took three slaughter priests and you're getting plus one to plus three to hit, you're then doing mortal wounds on like twos. Twos. It'd be like, it'd be ridiculous. You'd just be like, ah, oh, twos to do mortals. And when they die, oh. they can attack. <laughs> they ne- and they need to not make prayer stack. This will be so dumb. That's <laughs> <laughs> why I've put it in. Yeah, um, that's a good call. So presumably that that only affects your attack characteristic for combat weapons. Yeah, say close combat. Says, but your rolls. shooting isn't in your attack profile, is it? it? Doesn't say that. It says add one to hit rolls. Oh, sorry, yeah, I thought it was to attack. Sorry, yeah, to hit rolls. That's fine. I thought you, there was some way then... No, 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 it's not attack. misheard it's hit that, rolls. that you could give your skull cannons extra shots. No, but you can make them hit easier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, Mage Bane Hex. Um, the priest can unbind one additional spell in the same way as a wizard. So you can basically almost, on a four-up, you could unbind again. So you could unbind twice. Could be quite useful, but probably not. I think it's you're going to see the heal is useful. The obviously the armor save, the blood sacrifice, yeah, and the plus one to hit. Yeah, they're all quite good they though. Good, other than they? the battle shock one, there, there's pretty good like selection in there. Yeah, I think so. I think you can make any of them work, can't you? Looking at it, yeah, it's not. It's not like the the Stormcast one where sort yeah. of like chariot just stands out. Like you just take chariot always. <laughs> yeah. If, well, I don't know because I think the chariot. I've after playing with it a few times, I just find it's got very limited uses. Because you go, oh, it's amazing, and then you only use it like once in a game, and you go, well, the rest of the time it does nothing. But yeah, I think you probably still take it. But it's yeah. just useful to get the relic to where he needs to be to do his mortal wounds or his heal. But yeah. I think. I think the good thing about the corn prayers is that there isn't one that you're like, that's what you take every time. If, I think if you're taking a bloodletter bomb, you'd always have plus one to hit. Yeah, but I mean, that's designed, list is designed around that, so... Yeah. But I think if you if you add like a traditional bloodbound, you'd probably want to take the heal. Because all your heroes... Yeah, because are... you've got your little, yeah, your little five wound heroes, they'd be loving that. Yeah. Or if you if you're doing trying to get your blood tie up, you could have a unit of skull skull uh, cannons and just be going. I'll get plus one hit, plus one hit. Yeah, I quite I quite like it. I think there's there's a slaughter priest suddenly become useful because the other yeah. prayers are good, but they're very situational. Whereas these ones are always good, so you can just go. Well, I can I can guarantee myself a mystic shield on my blood warriors. I could. I mean, on if you've got a unit plus. of blood warriors and you do it twice, um. And you get two four pluses, then you're like, oh, those blood warriors now have got a two up save. Yeah, it's amazing, right? Yeah, it's pretty good. Or your skull reapers. Whoa. Yeah, um, it's pretty good. I think. Or even your blood letters would have a three up save. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They'd be a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, they would be good, wouldn't they? Um, Especially if they're. They're killing you when they pile when you kill them because they pile in and attack you back. So uh, battalions, there's quite a lot. Um, I think a lot of them are very similar to like the bloodbound ones. I think are pretty much unchanged. Um, so I can't really the skull take red headsman. It's all stuff I've seen before. I think they've got some additional ones. 
Um, I'm not going to go through and read them because there's loads of them. Um, there looks like there's a couple extra ones, like the one called the Blood Forge, Slaughterborn, Gore Pilgrims. They look new to me. Um, and you've got I'll talk about the big ones because there's two there's two big ones like the specials. You know they get like the null root those kind of ones. There's loads of demon ones. There's like demon ones coming out the wazoo with two of these. So you've got like the Skull Seeker Host, which is like a Bloodthirster, a Bloodmaster, Blood Crushers and Skull Cannons, and it's there's loads of like there's a Charnel Host. I'm not going to read all these. You can, if you're interested in your battalions, you can you can go for it. Um, when we, if I ever play, pick up the corn book and do more games, I'll probably talk about some of the ones I might use. Uh, Blood host, the, what's that one called? Gore Thunder cohort, one blood throne. Oh yes, three to eight yeah. units oh, of skull yeah. cannons. The cannons of corn. Many a battle line has been shattered by the relentless bombardments, and each of your hero phases, D3 skull cannons within eight of the battalion's blood from can shoot as if it was the shooting phase. Oh, Ooh. hello. Hello, hello, <laughs> cheeky. Um, cheeky. If the Gorf and the cohort contain the maximum number of units at the start of the battle, then all skull cannons within eight um, can shoot. So if you take eight individual skull cannons and a blood You can frame, only take four because yeah, they're artillery. Know, Are they? Yeah. They don't have the war machine keyword, no, but they're artillery in the. But thing. they're artillery in the. Um... Right for narrative play. <laughs> <laughs> A narrative yeah, play army of eight skull cannons. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Then you've got like the blood hunt, which is all like uh, hounds, bloodthirster, and crushers, or Karnak. Um, the Council of Blood, three to eight bloodthirsters. There you go. Just take three of them. <laughs> three to eight. Um, each bloodthirster from the council can use their command abilities, even though they're not general. And they've got fierce rivals. Each of your hero phases pick one bloodthirster from the council to pile in and make attacks. If that bloodthirster kills an enemy hero or monster or wipes out a unit, you can pick another bloodthirster that you can pile <laughs> in and make its attacks. You can continue to do this until each model of the battalion is attacked once in this manner, or one fails to kill a hero or monster or wipe out a unit. Oh, that's amazing! You could literally just go, oh, I'm going to pile an attack, and oh, now you've killed that, this one's going to pile an attack, and then he's killed so this one's going to pile an attack. Now I've got some blood tie points, so I'm going to spend the points, and now I'm going to pile an attack again. Oh, that's oh. amazing. I... But you do have to have three bloodthirsters minimum. Yeah, but they're not that expensive. That's like a thousand points, what you're on about. Yeah, but that's amazing. <laughs> how How cool would that be? And the question is, is Scarbrand a bloodthirster? Yes, he is. You could have Scarbrand in that. Oh. And they can all use I their saw... command abilities. So... I still think I don't take. How many points is that? I want to take it. Screw Panic. I'm taking it. Council of Blood, 80 points. Bargain. Oh. And because it's a battalion, two of those bloodthirsters could have extra damage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> If one's if one Scarbrand, you can't have it, so it's fine. You're not any waste then, are you? <laughs> that is cool, though, isn't it? Oh, three yeah. bloodthirsters. Oh, I'd dear. love to see three bloodthirsters on the table and then shoot them off. Shut up. Oh, don't ruin the fun. Paracorn, man. Hill D3 on all your units on the table. Oh. I, I just, I don't know, a little sick inside. That was awesome. I reckon that, that'd be quite good. 
There's, I mean, there's probably loads of stuff in it I'm missing that's really good, but um, there's two corn big battalions, uh, called the Reapers of Vengeance and the Blood Lords. These are demon ones, so you've got to take loads of stuff. Don't know what they are. Blood Hunt, three to eight War Scroll battalions. Then and then, no, not in match play. No, that's not happening either. We ignore those. Uh, <laughs> See, I don't understand this. So there's the Gortide and the Skullfiend tribe, and they're both like three to seven War Scroll battalions. So that's weird. It says a Gore chosen battalion. A Gortide may also contain, so it's optional, may also, but it says three to seven War Scroll battalions. So why is it free? Like you can't have two extra battalions in the battalion? That's weird. Yeah. It's optional. But it's got a that's, free. That's to seven. clearly not for two thousand point match play. Well, I don't know because it says a mighty lord of corn, one slaughterborn battalion. The gore tide may also control the following: naught to one gore chosen battalion, three to seven war scroll battalions. So if I don't want to include that three to seven, I won't include it because it's optional. Yeah. So you could take that <laughs> match play. Oh, you could then, yeah. But it's weird why it's three to seven. Not would be naught to seven, surely. Well, maybe the rules that you get from being in the battalion are too strong. But why would it be? Wouldn't it be like? I don't know. That is weird. I don't. Like, I don't understand that at all. What What did you get out of this? Askey's bane, Corgus Cull, all but conquered the realm of fire. Each of your hero phases. Uh, you can pile in an up to eight inches and attack with the Gortide's Mighty Lord of Corn. In addition, you can reroll all failed hit rolls for his Mighty Lord of Corn, including any attacks with the Blood Dark Claws of his Hound Grizzlemore. So he can basically pile in eight and attack in every hero phase. That's all right. Uh, hot-headed Conquerors. Um, doo -doo -doo. Each of your hero phases roll d6. You can move each Gortide unit that many inches. You cannot retreat or run as part of this move, but you may use it to charge the enemy. So basically, it's a destruction move. Pretty good? No. Yeah, pretty mm -hmm. good. Then the Skull Fiend Tribe. Again, it's got that weird 3 to 7 battalion. Don't understand it. Doesn't make sense. The Skull Fiend Tribe may contain the following 3 to 7. Well, if it's free as a minimum, that's not an option, then, is it? I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> I sense an email coming. Um, skull Hunters. The murderous warriors of the Skullfiend tribe choose to glorify corn by offering skulls to their adversaries. Um, the, if enemy, any units from the Skullfiend tribe are within three of enemy heroes or monsters at the start of your hero phase, they may immediately pile in and each model in that unit may make a single attack against one such unit. So it's like you get to pile an attack but not with your full attack characteristic. Mm. That's okay. It's okay. Um, I don't think they've really changed any of the the actual scrolls. Um, but the um, Corgraphs got damaged too now. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Pano would be fist pumping about that, wouldn't he? Yeah, I think he's already seen it on Twitter. We, he's quite happy. We had three moo cows that he takes in every guess. <laughs> Corn cow, isn't it? Corn cows, yeah. Um, I don't really think they've changed anything. I haven't read it, so I, I haven't checked. But um, yeah, I think it's pretty much the same. I can't. 
the, the points it. are in the book, right? Yeah, the points are in the back. Has um, much changed? I think Blood Reavers went up to 70, bizarrely. Mm, okay. Just take Chaos Marauders, Core Marauders instead. I think everything's <laughs> still the same. Um, Blood First is the same. All the demons look unchanged. Um, then from the Bloodbounds, I know these quite well. All looks the same, apart from the Blood Reavers. A bit weird. Um, yeah, Skull Crushers, I think, have come down. They were 160. Oh, they're still 160. I thought they were yeah. 180. Nah, Skull Crushers and Blood Crushers are 160. Um, yeah, everything looks the same. Skull Reaper is still 140. Valkyrie is still 120. Rathmonger's 180. So, so just 10 points different on Blood Reavers, then? Yeah, I think that's the only change. You'll probably find that that's a typo. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I, perhaps they just thought they were too cheap. Um, so, in terms of like battle line, I think there's no difference there as well. So, Skull Crushers are battle line if Bloodbound Allegiance, and General is a Lord of Corn and Juggernaut, which is the same. Juggernaut! Um, yeah. Blood Reavers, Blood Warriors. Um... Blood letters, blood crushes, battle line if the corn demon allegiance is general is a skull master, herald of corn. Yeah. Um, and flesh hounds, battle line if army is corn demon and general is Karnak. <laughs> Not sure you would do that, but. I think know. you just take blood, take blood, blood letters, letters for battle line. <laughs> yeah, just take blood letters for your core, core, right? And then not take flesh hounds or Karnak, or Karanak, whatever he's called. Yeah, I don't know, like, I think. There's some cool stuff in there. I think there's a bit of a shame some of the, the wording's a little bit unusual or ambiguous of what it does. Um, yeah. I'll be I'll be looking forward to playing with some of those, I think. It'd be quite cool. For me, Cunning Deceiver is just too strong to ignore still. So, I think... Uh, I could know. you take that in that list? No. Because as soon as you're Corn Allegiance, you can't take the Chaos You can take ones. the Chaos traits, but then you wouldn't get benefit of yeah, yeah. look anyway so yeah it's, it's like almost pointless yeah you can't take silent or blinding cannons <laughs> well <laughs> i don't know i think i think it would be quite interesting to try and try and like use the blood tithe and the spells and i think i think you can make some really tricksy fun stuff in that book yeah i think so i think it just adds another dimension to the army which you know like if, if you're playing, if you're playing bound or something you just got another if you're level. playing someone who's not on the ball you will catch them out over and over with like, I'm going to charge in your hero phase or I'm going to do this in your hero phase or I'm now going to counter-attack with this. I think you'll just catch people out. Yeah, and I think so, you could run like a really janky MSU Bloodbound gosh, army. Loads and loads of units. Yeah, just, just just multiple small units and go, go on them. Throw it all away. Yeah, kill those ten Reavers. Go on. Kill, kill those five Blood Warriors. Yeah. Like Preferably it. in the combat phase. Yeah. Because <laughs> they can attack you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. Uh, I'll, I'll look forward to actually playing with it. I will I will sit down, I'll digest it a bit more, I'll write some lists, and I'll, I mean, I've obviously got a corn army, so um, I'll probably add some demons and try out some different lists. I definitely want to try out some Bloodthirster list. That triple Bloodthirster list, that's definitely going to happen, I think. That'll be a fun event at some point in the future. All events are fun. What are you on about? Well, you know what I mean? Like one where you just... It's not 
You know, One way you're not chasing the podium. I'm not normally like that, but I'm, I've not been really bothered about it this year. I've just been like, just taking whatever, you know, apart from the Masters, but that's different. Um, but I think it would be quite interesting to turn up and just go, I've got free blood first, there's not a load of blood letters, fill your boots, boys. Because you um, could take... Um, if they're about a thousand points for the three blood firsters, you could then just take a hundred blood letters. Yeah, just take well, like all ninety. Just take three units of thirty blood letters and three blood firsters. That would that would be very themed and super powerful. <laughs> I think it would be really fun to play with. Oh, it'd be it'd be horrendous to play against. Because like you'd just be like, what do I do against that? I, mean, I need like, to I need to kill the bloodthirsters, but I also need to kill ninety bloodletters that are running across the table at me. But you probably wouldn't even take like ninety bloodlet bloodletters. You'd probably take like three two units, units of, of ten, and then know, two, two units thirty. Be a bit then blood like, type, maybe four skull cannons. <laughs> yeah, I don't three know because skull, skull cannons are quite expensive, aren't they? Yeah, one eighty. They're yeah, too expensive. Well, should we do a live list tech? What should we do? So, well, you take the Wrath of Corn Blood first, wouldn't you? So he's 360. Yeah. Because you definitely want that commander ability, don't you? And if you, took, yeah. if you took one of each different ones, I don't know why you would, but say Incident, Incident a... Rage and Unfettered Fury. So that's um, 580 plus the 80 for the battalion. So it's 1020 for three Blood Firsters in the battalion, one of each type. Okay, then you would take 60 blood letters. So that's, what, 600 points? 600. That's... Would you take 60? What, like, you'd, you'd take 90, wouldn't you? Probably 90, yeah. So that's another 300. So that's basically 1,920. <laughs> and then you get 80 points for take a whip a blood guy? Master? Yeah, whip Does it have to be corn? It doesn't have to be a demon. It could be, just, it could be blood bound. You take a whip guy then. <laughs> or what you could do is drop ten blood letters. And take a banner. And that gives you uh hundred and eighty points. Take, take a, a banner and uh you know ten chaos marauders or something? No, because uh oh you marauders you could, yeah. Yeah, sixty points. Yeah, it's okay. I mean I think I would rather rather than taking like loads of blood letters, I'd probably take two smaller warriors. yeah, like blood warrior units. Yeah. Um, which are two hundred points each, so you could you could basically do what would we say one thousand twenty for the the bloodthirsters plus yeah. uh, four hundred for the blood warriors plus three hundred for the blood letters, so one seven twenty uh, plus a banner. Yeah, yeah, but it's one eight forty, hundred and sixty points left. Three skull crushers. I, w- I would just take two banners. Um, one twenty, it's one twenty gives you forty points left to do bollocks all with that really, but to not roll your triumph. Yeah. Um but take two two blood secreted banners. You could with that take two eighty point guys. So you could take one banner and two blood stokers. Yeah. And then you get run and charge. So you could double blood stoker whip something, get plus six to your run and your charge. And run and charge yeah. commander belief from the Raffacorn Blood Firster. So that's plus one for your charge for your command trait or artifact, plus the reroll to charge. Yeah, and what's the? Let's just have a quick look at the other command abilities because you can use multiple. So, uh, unfettered fury is rejoicing slaughter. Um, corn demon units within eight compiling six instead of three. Quite good for the 
getting the blood letters right round the back and stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Incident Rage is um, you can re-roll the dice when determining charge distance for Corn Demons with an 8. Pretty good. And Raffacorn is run and charge. So, um, oh, and add one to its run and charge rolls. Yeah. So there you go. So pretty nice so little list. Plus, plus like eight to your run and charge with a re-roll. So three bloodthirsters, one banner, two two whip guys, 30 blood two letters, ten two blood ten warriors. blood warriors. Yeah. You might want to say, actually, let's take Slaughter Priests. <laughs> so you could drop yeah. the two 80-point guys... Um, drop the Blood Warriors down, uh, drop one unit of Blood Warriors into a big unit of Blood Reavers, and then, um, you know, yeah, give yourself plenty 60 of cool points. lists you could run with the Triple Blood First. I think Triple formation. Blood First would be a lot of, like, really fun to use. Yeah. It's probably not very you strong. you just put all three into one thing and just go, go on then. Oh, I just like the <laughs> idea that one kills something and the other one kills something and the other one kills something, then you get Blood Dive points and then you can make stuff kill stuff again. It's like, ugh. You'll hear stories of like this you blood first like that killed this, awesome, like, and then combo. that, that, and then that, that, and then this did this, oh. and you're like, yeah, I just killed half their army in one turn. Oh, that'd be amazing. I really want to play with that. Uh, just try and brush up two more blood firsters. I will. I could do all three variants to be honest. So it'd be fun. I actually Is there really room like to the make one of the scar well. brand. No, don't like scar brand. Yeah, fair enough. Doesn't fly. No. Doesn't like him. He does hit like a freight train, though. You could make him run and charge with the um, and whip him with the banner. Yeah, that that's pretty. And cool. pile in six. It's a shame that Archeon doesn't have the bloodthirsty keyword. <laughs> <laughs> Can we make it happen? No, I don't think so. Right, that's the corn book. <laughs> in very very brief, just just quick, quick overview. There. Just take all the stuff that gives you charges or damage, and then just push it all into combat. Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly, I think the corn army's good anyway. Um, with the new artifacts, the blood tithe, you're just getting more value out your units. Like being able to attack in the hero phase, being able to pile yeah. in an attack when they die. You know, you're getting extra damage on your weapons. Um, I'm sure there's some formations that we haven't looked at that are really good. Um, I reckon the um, it just breathes a bit of life into the book, doesn't it? And being able to mix demons and bloodbound and mortals is really good because yeah, you you can just take all of that different range of models and still get the benefit. Yeah, I think I think the um, the Zinch and the Corn Book are both really cool. So it's nice to see that you know you've you've got like a, a a, a big range of units to use, um, so it makes list designing quite quite good. Um, the problem we've I found with some of the other books is like you you don't have a big range, so it's like you want to use the allegiance abilities because they're cool, but you just don't have the units to pick from. So yeah, like, how many the... entries are there in the corn book? Like lots, forty. <laughs> but it, it's the thing is like it's not just that; it's it's the fact that the mortals with the mark of corn count. So yeah. even things like a, a war shrine, and the war shrine, I think, is a priest. So mm. you could give it prayers. That's not bad, actually. So he could cast extra extra prayers off the back of it. Not a bad shout. I've got one painted as well. I might have a look at it. 
but anyway we will do if i do an army at some point we'll talk about it on the show but um we we're probably i don't know about when we ever get around to doing this interview if we do but it, it'll probably be the fact that if we use the armies we'll talk about them in detail like we do or we play against them so you'll hear bits um as opposed to like a dedicated show um obviously Caradron overlords will probably have its own show because that's that's completely new it's all new yeah. it's it's also quite a strange a strange army i think um obviously in the white dwarf battle report and also in the book itself is a tactics page so uh, i'd be quite interested to sit down and read that i haven't actually read my book very much yet um i have got one which is good um but i want to sit down and, and digest it really decide what what's good but you're thinking about collecting aren't you les uh, tempted. Uh, keep looking at them and thinking it'd be really cool to add. I mean, add more to the the order collection that I've got going on, so that if I ever get to a point where I want to mix it up, I can. Um, so yeah, I am. I'm really tempted because metallics isn't a strong point for me um, with my painting, and I think painting an army that is like predominantly metallics will force me to get better at it. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing is... like actually forcing yourself to paint something to. Yeah, to get better at it. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so I, I think I'm gonna. Uh, I don't know. So I know I was really, really keen after sort of like seeing them when we we went up in December. I was super excited about getting on board and painting them all. But like we've got like three people in the club uh, at the war chiefs like chomping at the bit, waiting to get their hands on them. So but will they? Because everyone does that, and then they don't. It's it's Carl and Liam both really want to get on board with them. Um, so I imagine they probably will. Yeah, I suppose so. But I think you you could still play them as well, right? I mean, it's not like you you don't have to. It doesn't have to be a unique thing. Oh no, no, not at all. But it's uh, yeah, I'm, I'm tempted. I'm, I'm very tempted. It's like I said, I'm 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 swaying sort of like I've, I'm looking through the white dwarf today uh, before we come on, and I was I just love the models. I just love the models. Um, I can't really remember many of the much of the the rules. So mm. we'll, have to, we'll have to wait and see when we get and do our review so we can digest it a little bit and see how it all works out. Yeah, we'll see. I, I think the um, I think they'll be interesting for sure. I'm not sure what they're going to do in the meta, but um, we'll see how they, how they behave. It'll be interesting to see as well, as a completely new faction, um, how they stand up on their own without a big range. Um, yeah. Because some books really struggle with that. So it's a bit of a problem with like the iron jaws uh, and the bone splitters. I think to a degree, they don't really have enough range to really stand alone as their own faction. No. Um, so we'll see how they go. I think they they probably have invested enough in the different units, so uh, they'll probably be all right. But I, I I'd be interested to see how the ships come. You know, the big sort of the airships, how they work and yeah. how popular they get. And if you get some weird thing where the, the like the meta the, the list is without having ships in it or something stupid like that, you know, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, I'm quite interested to see people playing with them. I mean, it's been nice to see a different army on the table, so uh, see what it does to the meta, see what it shifts up. Yeah, but we'll do a show on that when we've had a chance to really digest that and we're allowed to talk about it in more detail. Again, as well, like we, we we haven't had a chance to like look at it really, have you? Because like we keep working and stuff. But just 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 life work, yeah. In general, really, just not not had a lot of time to sit down with and think about hobby in terms of what I want to be doing or what I want to be working towards. Um, and I've been doing quite a lot of fleeting around different armies, so 
Um, yeah. I'd probably just take my blood bound to the heat, to be honest, um, and just lament that I can't... <sighs> Use the new shit. I'll probably just take my blood bound to the heat, actually, and just lament the fact that I can't use the new stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bit like a bit like what happened with the Zinch army coming out on the weekend of the heat, and I couldn't I couldn't get my Zinch army ready for that because I knew I couldn't use it. So yeah. a little bit frustrating, but at least I've got an army ready to use if I want to. So no, that's something. At least you at least you know you've got it there. You're ready for the book. Um, you know it's well, well, he's not ready for the book. He needs to paint two more bloodthirsters. <laughs> that is happening. That is definitely And if it gets you paintings, good Russia. Mate, just I've got everything else. I just have to paint the two bloodthirsters. I can handle yeah. doing that. Just it's just like dry brushing a normal model, right? It's fine. <laughs> you just use a DIY brush instead of a small dry brush. Now that the the bloodthirster I did before, I really liked how it turned out with the dry brushing and stuff. It's really yeah. nicely textured model. It's probably I think it's my favourite model in my Bloodbound army. Um, I really like how it turned out. It's and I, I love how imposing it is as well. Yeah, I love them. I love them all. Yeah, there you go. I think I might do that. I'll do that to... What event could I take that to? Uh, be the next event. Bristol. Bristol. Or the eggs. Yeah, I could take it to Element. Yeah. But it's quite far away. I could paint something a bit more for that. It's a shame. Maybe I might. I might take it to South Coast for the lols and play a game in the on the evening or something. Yeah, but we'll see. Or anyway. someone could borrow and take it. Uh, no, you're not. You're not breaking its cherry in. If oh, I paint, I'm the first to use it. Take, take that. Take that list and win the event with it. And be like, yeah, it's my list now. I don't think you'll win the event with it. <laughs> No, I don't. <laughs> it's a silly list. This is not going to win anything. Yeah, but people won't know what to do. Oh, attack the They'll blood just letters. shoot them. Attack the blood. Yeah, that is the only you problem. Just, you just play like five units of free Kernoff Hunters and just get shot off before you get halfway across the table. But at least you'll have loads of things in your blood type. <laughs> what, free? <laughs> For my thousand points you've killed. <laughs> it's, not, it's, a, it's a stupid idea. Let's not do it. Do it. I'm not do playing it. them. Right. Anyway, that's it. I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back again soon with a show on the heat, probably, and we'll do a Caradron or Caradron, have you say it? Overlord show. Caradron is early Sky say. Pirates. Caradron. Caradron, as uh, Gary Hennessy has kindly put online. Okay. He's the authority on the pronunciation of the Too close to Caradron. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> you. Right, uh, speaking of which, hopefully Byron will be back on the show at some point, so yeah. he'll be back, back in the frame soon, he's just been very busy. Um, so, um, yeah, that's it, thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon. Uh, don't forget to get your tickets for Facehammer GT and uh, your merchandise from the Element Games web store to support us. Yeah, also just the last uh, quick shout-out, anyone that wants to donate a Griffhound to the Rustville's Stormcast Griffhound army, get in touch with me on Twitter. I'm not. You can donate them as much as you want, but they're just going to go in a box, <laughs> like most of my other models go in a box and never see the light of day. Yeah, come on, you should take it. You the Griffhound griff pill. In, ta- in fact, I don't actually mind taking those models away from people so they're never tempted to use them. <clears throat> I'm more like doing you a favour by taking them off you. Yeah. By taking them off your hands, so you never have to use Griffhounds. Because you don't have the model anymore. 
<laughs> In fact, donate your Griff Hound to make your Stormcast collection stronger. Uh, Maybe that. Fair enough. All right. Yep. Right. See you soon. Later, sir. Bye. Yeah. Bye. To make sure you don't miss out on any more Hammer to Your Face, subscribe to us on iTunes, add our RSS feed to your reader, and follow us on Twitter at facehammer underscore. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to give us some feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.